Welcome to episode 351 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, our team, welcome along to episode 351 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I am good, Bevan, and you? It's getting dark in the morning, isn't it? It's very dark. You know, we've had this amazing summer in Christchurch. I think it was the second best summer ever. I would concur with that. You'd concur? Mm. Nice, nice, you concur. Mm. Um, it is dark. I've got a fancy new headlight for my... Uh, are you bike here? Not, not today. So you the car zoom down as you yeah, were late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running up the driveway. But I've got a new light. <laughs> Hey, word of warning, I haven't done, a, in the past, I haven't done huge amounts of dark bike riding, but now I'm doing it basically every weekend, it's pitch black when we set off. What time do you leave? Uh, six. And got a little, a really fancy headlight, like quite expensive, quite expensive, Bevan, but it was blown away by how much money how I would spend on a light. Spend? It was several hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. but I that? Because... Where I go, there's no no street lights. You need something that's you're going to be able to see, not just to be seen, but you can also see. And uh, found yeah, out hundred, several hundred. Several. They're expensive, man. If you, you want to get a really good one, let's just, just come just on. Blow the nose. No, um, but one downfall that I found out on Saturday is about the fourth fifth time I used it. Some place you go, you have the light on, and you obviously don't wear glasses in the morning. Attracts a few bugs. Oh, bugs really? Bugs are my eyes. I've got to pull out the clear glasses now. Uh, Trick for the learn- Is it on the bike or is it on your helmet? It's on my helmet. So if you turn and look at me when we're talking, you just blow me away? It's pretty full on. Yeah, so you can't look yeah. at anyone? Yeah. Mm. But your, your riding much. buddies love it? Yeah. Who do you go riding with? Phil. Oh, but he loves it. If he pisses me off. I just look him in the <laughs> eyes, Phil. <laughs> You're like Cyclops from the X-Men. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I took his proudly brought to you by? Coffeesofhawaii.com. Tell you what, they'd be quite good right now to have a Coffees of Hawaii. It's the dark morning outside. Athlinks.com. Tell everyone how amazing you are. And extreme endurance. It's your lactic buffer that helps you become the best athlete you ever wanted to be, John. Mm. This week we've got a few things happening. We've got uh, news. Mm-hmm. We've got an age group of the week. We have an interview. With uh, Meredith Kessler, the Ironman New Zealand champion. Now, well, she won last year, but that was called an Ironman, but it was only a 70.3, but two times now. Yep, which is pretty cool. And then we have questions and answers at the end. And I suppose, yep, that's all I'm going to say for now. News, John, big weekend for racing. First kind of real big weekend, well, other than the Challenge of Wanaka. Second weekend of racing this year, which has really kind of had two big races and and two kind of iconic races. Ironman New Zealand is first up, Jombo, and... uh, what a great day. It was, and I uh, got big coverage in New Zealand because we had, uh, you know, hometown hero and, um, you know, Bevan Doherty. Triathlon legend. Triathlon legend racing, and obviously you heard from him a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I think he was, uh, yeah, he said he was there for the win, and uh, it was a pretty convincing win. Well, it was a complete race, wasn't it? It was. He, he, must, he swam pretty solid. You know, he, he swam 45-44 um, and he came out basically just behind Marco Albert. So I'm not sure if he just dropped off there at the end or he was sitting on his feet most of the way. I would assume so. Marco Albert is a very, very good swimmer. So Bevan must have been working you know, reasonably hard in that swim, I think, to keep up with him. I was like, oh... He had he had a uh, he had five, about five minutes on Cameron Brown yeah. and uh, on Terenzo I think he had about two and a half three minutes as well so it was a pretty solid start for the day. 
Well, and so then he gets out of the swim, and so that's a good sign for Kona. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, Bevan's a pretty strong swimmer anyway. He's not yeah. a terrible Ironman swimmer, but, yeah. you know, if he can stay close to a guy like Marco Albert, swim's uh, not going to be a problem in Kona, is it? Not at all. And then the bike, um, <clears throat> had a pretty strong bike. Yeah, he rode with Marco Albert for a good chunk of the ride. Um, there wasn't any video coverage, so I'm not sure if they were lapping it out or if Marco Albert was just sitting sitting behind him or how that was uh, how that was panning out. But uh, he pulled away from him. Not quite, can't remember quite sure where it was, but I think it was sort of in the last third and put a few minutes into him. But still, pretty solid ride by Marco Albert. Conditions looked to be very very good. You know, just a very slight breeze, if anything. Um, but nice clear sunny day. So he rode 4:35, which is um, which is pretty good on that course. Pretty good, especially when you're doing it solo. Mm. And then um, he had a, a good run. You wouldn't say a super duper run, but a pretty strong run. Two forty nine forty six, which is on debut, is is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it does sound like he blew up pretty badly in the last um, sort of eight k or so. Sort oh, of did he? came back a bit, but he had a, a a bit of a major bonk and was was walking through. So someone told me yesterday, one of my guys, that he was uh, under one twenty through halfway. Really? Uh, so it was obviously running, you know, pretty quickly. And and, uh, and had a pretty big fade. So, a new course record, 8.15.35, which is on that course is, uh, is a course record, obviously. Um, and let's be honest, we, Cam had won 8.18, no, 8, wasn't it? I think it was his previous mm. record. And, and Cam's a pretty sharp athlete, and his, you know, maybe yeah. he's fading a little bit now, but the guy in his day was a bit of a legend. So, and, and you always wonder when, when you're winning pretty comfortably uh, how much quicker you could have gone. Yeah, so, if he was pushed. So, that's, you know, you compare that to a, a, a Roche or one of the faster courses, you know, that's a sub eight performance. Um, yep. You know, you take, you take easy. You take 15 minutes off um, for one of those uh, really fast courses. So, I think it's a bit of a bit of a warning sign out there um, for for Kona that uh, if he can handle the heat, if he can just get that nutrition dialed in a little bit better. Um, it's but was it nutrition different. or was it the fact that he went out pretty hard? No, he said it was a nutrition. Thing oh, it was. And, and, and when he when he got on top of it, he, he came home okay, but he okay. had a bit of a bit of a, a mini meltdown and and yeah, was obviously not under a lot of pressure. So. You know, looking forward to Kona, I think, um, as you said, swim's not going to be a problem. Um, bike, I think, will be a bit of a, a little bit of a shock to the system in terms of the, the dynamics because I don't think he'll be getting um, another Ironman under his belt before then. And just that, the way they start off in Kona, I don't think it'll be a problem for him, for him at all in terms of the pace changes and the speed. But I think it just might be a bit of a, a surprise versus, you know, he probably put in a nice, long, steady effort yeah, out there. Yeah. But I'm sure he's fairly used to that from some of the well, – he's only done a few halves, but from, from non-drafting races. So, um, yeah, he's certainly going to be a threat in Kona, it's, but you never know first well, time you know, up in Kona. You, traditionally, you kind of said that you were a bit unsure about his hunger. But the way he raced this race, you know, and, and it looks like he is trying to – Treat Kona as you know he's going there maybe yeah. not to win this year but maybe you know to win the race eventually. Yeah, uh, look, I think he's a contender. I, w- I certainly wouldn't put him in there as uh, a clear favourite or anything like that. But yeah, he's on par. Same deal this year as as uh, as many other years. I don't think Crowey is uh, you know going to be a raging hot favourite. I think there'll be about you know ten guys that could potentially win it, and I think the same with the girls. There's no nobody now really standing up saying you know. I'm Chrissy, and you're gonna. I'm gonna crush all of you, and nobody's gonna even come close. So, um, just adds another one to the mix. And um, you know, unlike say Greg Bennett, who we were talking up a bit last year, who hadn't proved himself over Ironman distance. You know, Bevan's now proved himself. So, very very strong performance. And Marco Albert in second. That was um, that pretty was a pretty outstanding effort as well. Uh, he lost you know ten or seven or eight minutes to. 
probably 10 minutes maybe to Bevan on the on the run and uh, but still 825 on that course is pretty solid now Brownie in third clearly had a pretty poor day but still an 825 on that course uh, and times did not look particularly fast for some reason I think it was fairly hot on the run is uh, that's a really solid day at the office well, if you look at the top 10 this is what's really interesting you know like <clears throat> I think when I when I last did um, my menus you know when I did when I won my age group I think I did 919 and I got 20th and you know today if i would have got 14th you know big difference yeah you know and even top 10 i think you know you had to get used to go and go sub nine in new zealand pretty much i think i went i went pretty i think i went 903 or something like that and i was i just scraped in at 10th so it's um yeah so it's, it seems to be the top but at the front end of the field it was a lot you know there's a lot more kind of kind of pile up there wasn't there hmm. you know in the past you get cameron and one other guy and then there'd be big gaps whereas you know through to about you know the 8.50 mark, there was a few guys, and then it really dropped away. Yeah, so Brad Brownie was there, um, swam 50, rode 4.41, which is a bit, a bit off the pace for him, and then only ran a 2.57, which is which is a really poor run for him. Um, Do, did you hear much from him? No, I didn't hear anything, actually. Okay. Uh, so, look, I think Brownie, you know, you, you, we obviously talk about Melbourne last year, but if you take that one performance out, I can't really remember Brownie having a good race for a, for a few years now. I suppose two years ago at Ironman New Zealand, obviously he um, he won, um, but outside of that, I can't really think of many good performances. Uh, yeah, he has raced, you know, wrote, and he's been to Hawaii f- several times, and and obviously goes off and has done Ironman Germany. But um, I can't remember outside of uh, Melbourne. I guess that was uh, haven't seen many good results, but still. Third's third, he'll crank up a few points and... Um, Do you think he'll be in Kona? Who knows? I, 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 I got I, the feeling last year that it may almost be his last Kona. Yeah. But, yeah. but purely based on nothing. I think the thing is, is we can't, you know, like he's now at the point of his career where it is, you know, we may not be seeing him be as successful as he was in the past. Yeah. Can't take away from what the guy's done, but, you know, no, 10 no. wins in the Ironman New Zealand is pretty phenomenal. But I think it's great that, that it's, you know, there's almost like been a handover now and I think people are really pleased that that sort of handover's gone to a Kiwi rather than somebody else taking our, our home race. What, um, what happened to Terenzo? Terenzo pulled out on the run. He was, uh, I think he was 19 minutes off the pace coming off the bike and... Uh, Just wasn't there? Yeah. I don't know what's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Terenzo. 19 minutes is, you know, like if we, okay, he's coming back from injury, he's had a pretty bad injury, but he's had some pretty good 70.3 performances. Yeah, but not against top guys, he hasn't. Yeah, but still 19 minutes off the yeah. bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, you wouldn't predict that. No. You know, so, yeah, so maybe just a bad day. Yes. Girl side of things. Girl side of things. Well, tell me about it, John. Meredith Kessler uh, led from start to finish pretty much. She was, uh, I think she was fourth out of the swim overall. Um, So she was, you know, two and a half minutes up on Brownie. I think she may have even pipped Terenzo out of the water. It was coming out at the same time. So we'll hear from her later. But that's an outstanding swim, 47-37. And she had a nice buffer of about four minutes over Gina, who was always going to be a a two-horse race. Put another four minutes into her on the bike um, and then was getting hounded down by Gina on the run. I was getting frustrated on the radio because they were doing updates on the radio saying, well, Meredith Kessler's comfortably beating Gina Ferguson by four minutes. And I was saying, four minutes? 
is pretty bloody close. Mm. And Jean is a great runner and uh, only managed a 314, which is still good, but it's you know, she can run faster than that. So I think coming off the bike um, eight minutes down, Gina still would have been uh, backing herself to, to have a good chance at that. And uh, and it sounded like Meredith Kessel was holding strong for a long period. Um, and, then, and then Gina really started chipping away quite quickly. So pretty close racing. Um, I would have picked before the race probably Gina to take it, but but you know, in, in fa- fairly close fashion. So good good on Meredith Kessler. Well, I think Gina was saying she felt quite tired, and oh. maybe it was the fact she'd done you know Wanaka not so long ago as well. Yeah. Probably didn't help the yeah. feeling there. So so good racing on the girls' side of things, and Candice Hammond certainly um, putting her hand up. You know, she had a was a second or third, and uh, she beat Joe Lawn in a bit of a sprint off, I think, down in, down in Wanaka. Um, so she's she's sort of emerging as uh, as a pretty good athlete, but still a bit of work to do on her swim when you're only swimming at a 102 for a pro. Uh, the mountains now, I said it's just race report, hot, 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 hot. Yes. So apparently it was a pretty hot day out there. Uh, in terms of uh, looking at the first age group, it's looked like Matt Lewis from Australia was first age group at a 913. Uh, and he was in the 40 to 44 age group. And on the girls' side of things, looked like we had Kira Flanagan, also from Australia, a 956. Mm-hmm. And she is in the 25 to 29 age group. 955, sorry. Okay, well, that's all really good. There's, uh, there's a bit of feedback here from Kevin Moats. No, no, not from Kevin Moats. Kevin Moats was racing. Now, he, I don't know what's all that about, I'm not quite sure, but he is the guy that got um, a drug ban f- fairly recently. He's also the guy that has the uh, little mirror on his um, on his helmet so you he can see when draft marshals are coming. So he, he got, you know... Uh, oh, is Kevin Moats the one oh, the guy from got, America? Yeah, for testosterone. So um, that was... Some stage last year, he got banned to, for, I think it was two years, I can't remember, an age grouper. Uh, Does he have a mirror on his helmet to see if draftbusters are coming? Yeah. And he's, he's, he's known for drafting really bad, is he? Oh, Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> you need to be careful here, John. Well, no. <laughs> it's, I, I, would, I would go as far as saying it's not allegedly. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's, he's back racing, so I don't know what the deal is there. If anybody knows, pop us a note because he got a drugs ban and whether that's been overturned, it's been done on the quiet or whatever, but he was racing. Well, how long did he get banned for as an age grouper? can't remember. Maybe only three months. It was testosterone replacement, wasn't it? Yes. Which is very interesting because in, in boxing you're allowed that. Ah. Yeah, drugs are a funny thing, John. Um, but good old Gary Burgess took him down. Did he? Yeah, Gary Burgess uh, smoked the 50 to 54 age group, I think a 9.55 from memory. So Gary Burgess, good local man, and uh, crushed him. Mm, good times, rock and roll. Um, a couple of other things um, we had sent through. Uh, apparently one woman got really snotty with officials when she was told she couldn't go into T2 to take pictures of her athletes. <laughs> Almost got into a punch-up. And another one was... Uh, if you've got a, a support crew um, who are all going to dress up in gear... You've got to give them a little bit of control. Apparently, they uh, apparently one pro support crew um, were watching in the wrong place, and and the and their their athletes sort of went a little bit of the wrong way, and then they started abusing officials and everything like that. It's not a good look when you've got you know heaps of guys all dressed up in your support crew gear, and they start basically pulling f bombs and stuff on officials. So yeah, if you've got big support crews. Give them a bit give of, them a bit uh, of training. Give them a bit, a bit of training. training. Know the rules. Look, we're here to support these people volunteering. Mm-hmm. My mate Tony, he did bloody well. Really proud yeah. of him. He had a great race. He, he ran the whole marathon. Nice. His first Ironman, and that was his goal. Yeah. And he did a pretty decent time. And he, yeah, he, uh, poor bugger, 
it was really funny actually because I had to kind of catch up with him beforehand. I said, look, you know, we talked race strategy and all the rest. And I said, you know, the goal is to make good decisions. Let's not worry about time and all the rest of it. I said, look, something's going to go wrong on the day. In an Ironman, something always goes wrong. And I told him my story of the time my aero bars broke. Yeah. And uh, I said, so if that happens, just deal with it and um, and don't let it ruin your race. Gets on the bike, his seat falls down. Nice. So he had to write, and it took about 40 minutes for the people to come along and help him. Yeah. So he basically had to ride in a low nice. position. But he had a great attitude with it, dealt with it, went on, had a great race, and, and ran the whole marathon, which for your first Ironman to be able to run mm-hmm. the full marathon. And I think he ran for like 14 or something like that. So, you know, bloody good effort. Times were slow this year. Um, if, if, a funny story as well 55 to, I think it was 55 to 59 age group. If you wanted to go Kona, this is the place. Rolled thirty six places. Well, no one wants to go to Kona. <laughs> well, that's the thing. No, if if, if it rolls a couple of places, then people just don't, if you think you're three or you're four down, there. you're just not there, yeah. and then it just rolls out of control. And somebody who did like fourteen hours something got the slot. Really? And I think in the fifty to fifty four age group, it rolled a long way as well, like about fifteen slots something as well. How many slots did they have in the age groups? Do you know? Oh, they would have only had one or two. One or two, it, maximum three. I would have thought. So yeah, if you finish sixth or seventh, you're probably thinking, "Wow, there's only going to be one or two slots." Wow. Um, so it rolled out of control. Is there a lesson in that? Is there a lesson that no matter what, go along to the uh, roll down? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. It's kind of fun to go to anyway. Is it? Yeah, I mean, you see I've never people. Been. You never been? No, you get people because um, then it starts rolling, and people are just yahooing and loving it, going up, running up on the stage, high fives. It's like what's that TV program? The price is right. Yeah, because yeah. you know if if it rolls and your name, you're sitting there and you're waiting, and your name gets called out. You hear this? John Newsom, come on down. And um, and so yeah, no, it, it's quite fun. Um, Age group times, yeah, tended to seem very, very slow, and I think it was it was hot, but I also think that uh, perhaps you know a lot of people shied away from the race because it's it's, it's had a few bad weather years, and well, I think John, maybe if you if you went on the website on the day, it was saying I'm in New Zealand sold out. What are you talking about? We're just saying that the, if you went on the website, yeah, we're saying as a sellout, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying the quality does not uh, appear to be there. Okay. Um, Certainly, you know, because a few, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I talked about my age group, and I was, you know, looking at what time I'd sort of have to do to to win that, and I was looking at my age group, going, Paul, it's yours. <laughs> going, I'm taking this. Yeah. I'm going to Kona. Dino Gaskins, if you're still there next year, you need to sharpen up. Look out, sharpen up, buddy. <laughs> nine thirty. Come on, Dino, you're a bit quicker than that. Yeah. Well, yes, he won a few years ago, nine oh five or nine oh nine or something. So. Maybe it was just a tough day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're saying Dino's losing it? I'm saying, just saying, it wasn't 25 minutes tougher. <laughs> oh, he's laying the smack talk down. John, did you did you try to keep up to date with the race throughout the day? Well, I've got to give. Um, I, I like the new Ironman site. Generally, does pretty well. But all the text updates, I was watching in, in both Safari and then uh, you know, I was looking at Firefox. And they, the text update just weren't fitting in the box, like bits were getting cropped off the side. Yeah, I found a link. I went on. I went on the live stream, which was I think was on Stitcher, and um, someone had a link to saying, "Look, this is happening. Here's a link where you can see it." So I went to another page, and it worked. And I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to work for touch devices because if you went on your iPhone or maybe an, mm. I, or on my iPhone, you could sh- you could move it across with your finger. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, 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 it was a bit like that. It's a bit poor. Um, but they, they weren't doing video footage other than the finish line stuff. They were doing a few video updates. I understand that. That's just economics. Um, bit of a shame. But yeah, so I was, I was keeping keeping tabs on it. The only thing I thought was, because, you know, obviously I was coaching Tony and so I was really interested to see how his race was going. And you go to their personal pages and they've got all the places they're going to have updates and they were never there. I found that frustrating. Like that's the, normal though. I mean, I mean, I'm mean, i not saying it's good enough. I'm just saying it's it's normally like that. Yeah, I know. But if you're going to have it there, yeah. you either don't have it there and say, we're just going to have the bike split. Yeah. Or you actually, because you know, it had like 45, 90, whatever, 120 something. Mm. And then, you know, the full ride. And so you kind of think, okay, 45Ks, I'm going to know where he's at. And you didn't get it. And so mm. I found that a little bit frustrating. Sure, if you're not going to have it, just have, I'm going to have the bike split. On the run, it started working and then mm. it didn't work again. So I know it's technology and I know all the rest of it, but if it's not going to work well, I think you're best not to have it. Mm. So, um, yeah. And the updates... Could have been better. Yeah. Didn't yeah. really tell the story of the race, did they? No. No. So, although there's only a Morrison to get a mention. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's just a random one, too, <laughs> yeah. eh? Hey? Morrison comes around the corner. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, she must have known someone. She had an Iron Talk Bike Tuesday on, that's why. Did she? Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, the other big race this weekend was the Abu Dhabi International Triathlon, John and Freddie Van Laird. Yes. It is, it's not two years in a row, but it's the second time he's won it. Um, well, the so first time he won it was, you know, it was, it was almost like a freakish win. You know, he wasn't of that pedigree break, break at that time. Yeah, and... And I think he even shocked himself. You know, yes. you saw the interviews afterwards and there was a real feeling of, I can't believe I won this massive, strong field race. And uh, since that time, he's really proven that he's of that pedigree. Um, he wants to own the race now. Yeah, well, well, I don't know if he owns it yet, but he's definitely done well to win it again. Yeah, so he took it in uh, in 6.41 and took it in a convincing fashion because he, you know, was obviously there after the, well, obviously he was there after the swim. They had a small pack on the bike and he rode away from that pack uh, towards the end to have a small buffer over a, a Nico Lanos uh, heading into the run and then uh, and then crushed the run to win in, in 6.41. So basically a, a four-minute victory over Nico Lanos and Tyler Butterfield, very strong performance. For, by him in third place in 6.47 Bart Arnott's in fourth Sylvain Sildry in, in fifth David Dallow who was a bit of our pre-race uh, pick he was only down in, in sixth place 14 minutes off the off the win and good to see Philip Graves um, there in tenth place so despite it being a really strong field I mean quite a big gap between first and tenth 20, um, nearly 20, 27 minutes or so mm. um, so a few of the Big kahunas uh, bowed out. They had uh, Maka, okay. apparently broke his hand or something like that in the and swim. And had a mechanical, yeah. And had a mechanical. And, uh, and then you also had Andy Bouchery, uh, who's one of the other pre-race favourites. Um, he DNF'd somewhere as well. So um, whilst it was a very strong field, I mean, you still had Melissa Holstein take out the women's race, and she was in 14th place overall. So, um, yeah. It's well, interesting with the girls' race, so Caroline, and it was really a race between those two, and uh, Caroline had a lead, um, managed to break away, I think, on the bike, and managed to have a pretty strong run, but then uh, Melissa... And that's a, that's a good run. Up. That's a good, still a good run by Caroline Stephen because Melissa Holshout is an outstanding runner, and it sounded like she was uh, she was hurting on the run. So it was a, it was a three minute victory for um, Melissa over Caroline Stephen, and uh, good old Michelle Vesterboo. Yeah, she's a good chick. Um, she we was, interviewed her in COVID. Yeah, she's 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 one to keep keep a pretty close eye on. She wasn't too far back in in third place as well. So um, oh, Matt Malloy there. He was uh, yep, 20th. 20th place overall. What is interesting, John, is the numbers. It's not a very big race. So they've got the event statistics up here, and they've got 301 people entered, only 240 started, and then only 200 people actually finished. 
yeah, we had 100, 191 finishing in the uh, in the long course. It's got 199 on my page. 191 on my page. Well, it's a different race. <laughs> <laughs> different race, different planet. What about short course? Brownlee? Sh- yeah, I mean, that was short courses. Oh, really? okay, so they're 800 and that. So it's obviously, it's really about the short course, really. Yeah. 822 starters, 800 finish. Yeah. yeah but, um, I mean, the short course for the, for the elite side of things is not really, I don't know why they'd, um, why you'd even rock up, really. I mean, Brownie's probably getting paid a... He won by five minutes. Yeah, I know, but um, how hard was he going? You know, it's just... Apparently a, he was destroying himself. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean um, you had Brukinkoff there as well in, um, in third place. I mean, though, he's a great av- athlete. I have never heard of uh, César Bilyol from oh, the Netherlands César. in uh, 325. But, um, yeah, there's, there's very little prize money in the in the, uh, in the the short course. It's all about the long course. So, you know, when I look at that, that long course field, I go, that's a really strong field, but it's still lacking a few yeah. of them. I, I don't know. Freddie Van Leer and Nicolanos, you can't say they're not rock stars because um, Nicolanos has won a lot of big races. So I think you've probably got to give him rock star status because he's not American. He probably, uh, and, and uh, English speaking doesn't, or he speaks English, doesn't get the same exposure. Freddie Van Leer, third in Kona. So I suppose you've got to say those two are, are rock stars. Oh, but, just, and, well, when you had Mecca, but he pulled out. Yeah. You know, but if you look at previous years, I felt there was probably more yes. big names. Yep. Yep. This year probably didn't draw the same level of big names, but yep. at the same time, Freddie Van Leeds still won. I don't know Germans, hardly any Germans there. Yeah, that's, I suppose you, you don't expect a few Germans. Oh, yeah. Ferris wasn't there either. So good times in, uh, in Abu Dhabi and uh, in, in, uh, long way continue. Magnus Backstead. Yes. Uh, so when we look at Freddie Van Leeds' splits, he. Uh, Swam a thirty-five twenty-one. He rode four forty-eight, and he ran a one twelve. Had Magnus Backstead uh, rocking up and and racing in his first race. He uh, swam forty-nine, so he's fourteen minutes off the top pros. That's I, I guess you'd probably think that's going to in the be, swim. Yeah, it's it's probably going to put him I don't know ballpark around the the one hour mark I suppose for the swim, which is fourteen yeah. minutes off the top pros. Yeah, he's so slower than that. Probably a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, Freddie Van Leer, if he swam, yeah, he's Freddie Van Leer to swim, I don't know, high 40s. He's 40 minutes, and this is a 3K yeah. swim, isn't it? Be a little, little bit over, a little yeah. bit over. Um, yeah, really, one or two. Road 5.09, so it was um, 10 minutes slower than Freddie Van Leer, so you'd expect that, but um, a bit run. of an explosion on the run, 159 for, for 20Ks. Just for, for somebody who wants to be, he's still finished second in his age group. Did he say he wanted to win Kona? I wouldn't win his age group in Kona, um, uh-huh. and he got a uh, same age group as you. He is at the moment, yeah, going down, but he going down. He was uh, he was second place in his age group. He was thirty eight minutes behind Mark Pilu from the Republic of South Africa. So I th- it's, it sounded like he had some pretty big cramping issues going on, on the run. I saw some post on on Facebook. Um, so good. Bit of baptism of fire for him. Welcome to our world. Welcome you to the jungle. You think it's easy, don't you? You turn up and you, your eyes get open. Okay, John, I suppose the other big piece of news this week is that Alistair Brownlee is talking, and it's hard to know, but he's talking about maybe going long after Rio. Yeah, he's, he's uh, interviewing with Triathlete Europe magazine, said do Rio, and then he wants to spread his wings and try some long stuff. Take these broken wings. Well, John, yep. what, if, what if formats change? Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they do, but are you talking in Ironman or are you well, no, talking in... Like, okay, so, so we're saying Brownlee's going, okay, well, you know what, if I win Rio or if I do well in Rio, I've kind of 
tick that box. Maybe it's time mm. to try something new in my career, which which I admire because I think, you know, it's pretty cool because if, what, how old is he now? He must only be 23. Yeah, he can't be that old. No, he's older than that, but he's not, yeah. I'll, I'll find out the age. Yeah. But, but um, you know, like... So I, I, I reckon it'll be 20, 25. Okay, so another three years from now, he says yep. he's going to be about 28. So Prime time to do Iron Man. Oh, if he comes into Iron Man then, mm. it's going to be a Chrissy, isn't it? Um, Potentially. Yeah, well, you always say the ITU guys are 10 times yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy's 10 times faster than all the ITU guys. Yeah, potentially. I think he could, he could absolutely crush everybody. Yeah. So then... Do we just stop the sport for a few years? It's kind of like Schumacher. Remember when Schumacher was just dominating Formula One and it was actually just boring? Yeah. It kind of just killed the sport? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Let's wait for him to. Do you see think, what no, he does. I, I, so my next point of, he was 88. He's 20, you know, he's only 24. Righty Yeah, I was close. We were, we were in the middle. Yeah, we were. He always looks so young. They've got photos of him here on Google and he just looks like he's really just getting pubes. <laughs> 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 um. So, so, but what? Let's say they do change the format, and it goes shorter. Do you think that would appeal to them in, in the Olympic, well, Olympic oh, sport? Olympic gold, Olympic gold. You know, once you've got it, if you if he gets two, what about the hat trick? Yeah, I think it'll go long. I mean, he just seems like one of those guys that's really passionate about the sport in general, and just tries different things. He does fell running. He's obviously gone off and done this Abu Dhabi race, and. Uh, no, I think it, you know, well, he said it. He, he was, he's going long after 2016. So uh, oh, I think he'll, do, he'll do very, very well, I'm sure. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. He's, I mean, he's just going to – I think there's a reasonably high chance that he'll explode in his first race because um, he'll just go for it. You just you see that. He'll go for it in the swim. He'll go for it in the bike and just expect that he'll be able to go for it in the run. But he's the kind of guy who'll probably explode and still win. Quite, quite potentially. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of like, you know, if, if, if he goes for it, he'd probably put a bit of a gap on the field. Mm. Just just on, um, I had a question, John, I can't remember what it was. Al- Alcatraz was on at the weekend and uh, oh, really? Gomez took that out in front of Graham O'Grady, Kiwi. Oh, really? Mm, but not by much. Only by about 40 seconds or something. So When's Gomez going to go long? Because uh, surely he's not going for the next Olympics. That's a good question. He would be outstanding as well because he's, he's a very good all-rounder as well. Imagine that, guys. They all come to our sport. They come to the real world. Yeah. The real world of long course. Those guys have been making pretty good money short course, so it'd be a pretty, pretty good incentive to stay short course. Brownlee was saying in the article how this year, doing RBW was actually a pretty good formula for him for his summer season or winter training because previously he'd always get run injuries and he hasn't really came into the last few seasons in a good place. He's always come from injury, mm-hmm. whereas the Abu Dhabi race, it's, it's, a, it's a bike really with a short run. So he was able to kind of get through summer in a way that's, you know, set for the season better. So it'll be interesting to see how that flows on. It's interview time, Bevan. We've got an exciting interview that's going to be on next week's show. Can we tell who it is? Brett Sutton. Yes, he's on next week, team. So we're doing it now. We'll get back to you guys in about 0.3 of a second. And we're back. And we must say, listen up next week for Brett Sutton. Yes. Interesting interview. Yeah. As always, he's always full of insight we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a little bit in a moment when uh when we've got a hot topic of the week okay let's go sponsor then john extreme endurance oh tell me about it well it's just on the, the page and uh on their on their website and popped through to their facebook and then i somehow popped through to one of the athletes they work with um called matthew russell he won ironman canada 
last year and we're going to get him on the show at some stage soon but um, his, he got down here his, my, my first thoughts on extreme endurance I first got introduced to the product at Powerman Florida in December 2009 I was a little sceptical at first I didn't take any kind of pills not even a multivitamin I tried their 10 day sample packet and ran a 5k at an indoor track meet at the end of the 10 day trial I expected to be sore since I haven't touched the track in years I ran decent time for not doing any speed work and I was certainly was not sore like I thought I would be I was surprised and hooked and uh, and he's obviously been on it um, ever since and he also talks about doing a uh, did a bit of a pH test on his urine um, and uh, he said it was right about 7.5 he said most people would test around 5 to 6 from what he's read and a healthy urine should be between 7 and 7.5 on the scale neutral or, neutral or slightly al- um, alkaline is for great for recovery fighting infections and overall well-being so another pro guy um, endorsing the product you know tested it before he um, put his money where his mouth was and uh, checked it out I'm praying it's going to be doing this business for me I'm running a 10k tonight so I'm praying it's and I've been popping oh, my pills 10k race yeah, that's that right. you're not showing up yeah for. no I can't do it I've actually energy myself so I'm uh, not in a happy place so guys um Matthew Russell's on it. I'm on it. Uh, use the code IMTALK5 and you get a five buck discount on uh, on your orders. Um, if you've got any races coming up and you want to have less muscle soreness and overall better performance, check it out, xendurance.com. Yep, we get lots of good feedback from people using it. If you really are looking for that little bit of an edge, check it out. Guys, um, I just heard, I was just on the internet now, and uh, apparently someone died at Albatross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, I think it was you saying last week, oh, not many people are dying. And I'm like, nah, there's a lot of deaths going on out there. A wow. lot. You know, it, and the swim again. Yeah. It's always in the swim. I, wonder, I, I would like to know how many d- deaths died last year in, um, in, in triathlons. I think it's quite significant and it, it is going up quite rapidly, I think. And we talk, Brett Sutton mentions this a lot next week. Yeah. Mm. So okay, discussion of the week. So it's actually but, on. But I, t- I tell you what, sorry, just 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 before we move on. But apparently, the person uh, somebody I think somebody sent me through an email. No, they did. Um, Moose sent me through an email. A guy that I coach, and he was supposed to be going up and doing the race, and he knows the race director. And apparently, the person um, was was not. You know, it was, it was somebody who was doing it on a deer and was not probably very well prepared for the race, um, and died pretty 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 quickly when they were in the water. And it's very very cold in that race. Very cold. Like freeze, freezing cold. You can't be. Well, who knows? You can't judge the, the situation, but mm. horrible situation for his family and, and friends. So feel for those guys. Discussion of the week. So last week we we asked you guys what you thought about Soto's. Soto's been on the internet recently, and he's did his. I think it was fifth thousand tweet or something like that. And so he thought for this occasion, or maybe he had five thousand listeners. Like I don't know the complete story, but he basically thought he'd do a post around. Oh no, it was a fifth thousand tweet around. A concept that was kind of out there, really that the idea that could we get a bunch of us, as you know, participants or, or the people of the sport, to to fund buying the sport, mm. to, taking over the sport, and um, and there was two two parts to the tweet. Now there's there's what part one, and then someone actually who was it? Someone at the end actually put on the second part, which he released a little bit after that one. Oh. Matt McGuinness did, but we actually have Sato on next week's show, so we've got an interview. It's been an hour long for next week's show, and he really discusses this subject in lots of detail. But we asked you guys what you guys thought, so let's let's get into it, John. Would you? Would yeah. You, so um, 
lots of thought went into it. It was. Colin Durant, no other mainstream sport is run by a profit-driven organisation. They are all run by associations of some description putting money back into the development of the sport as a whole. The prize money for triathlon is embarrassing considering the amount of work that goes into training, especially in Ironman. The amount of people doing triathlons and the prize money for the professionals is, as I said, ridiculous. Yes, the wheels are falling off. Just Andy Smith, which one kind of made me laugh. Not enough commas. He didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, and that's th- that's why Brett, I think he was really happy to come on the show because you know the audible format for him is good. He, he says people don't understand me when I write. Yeah, he's not um, a very good writer, and so and, and that, you know what? So me being someone who comes from not being a very good writer, I totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good old Craig Kirkwood. Uh, Brett is just ranting. However, his rant does have merit. Ironman branded events could be more sympathetic to the age groupers and pros alike. But it is what it is. There are options. If you don't like it, vote with your cash. Merton, uh, Nadine, Nadia, sorry, McLaren. Um, it's an interesting point. You can't compare Ironman with other professional sports. They don't have people paying to play alongside the pros. So it's quite a unique in that regards. So it could be unique and be owned by the very athletes, but it also needs to grow the pros and the spectators. Europe is doing a much better job than the US races. Uh, Zlato Chomic, uh, non-profit organisations ruling the sport, UCI anyone, FIFA, these sports are full of corruption on the highest level, profit is not necessarily a bad thing, after all uh, you need to make profit, uh, you, you need to be a set, after all to make a profit you need a satisfied customer, after listening to I Am Talk interview with Messick it seems that he understands the customer satisfaction is the key for success, plus what does it mean to take over the sport. If you want to start a company to put on races and earn money, um, will I need permission or a license or the people? Tom Hibbard, Hibbard saying, um, as usual, Saddle's views are controversial, but also as usual, he's he's right. The difference with WCC is that they are both the administrators of the sport and the people making the profit. This is the same issue people have with the UCI and their for-profit racing arm. Anyone that thinks WTC has the athlete at the centre of their planning is seriously deluded and drinking the marketing Kool-Aid. They are solely about maximising profit and revenue. Uh, I'm going to do one more, I think. Uh, We've got a few here. Okay. Uh, I will go Rick Walker. Uh, I think he's pretty much on the spot. Um, will you be speaking to him on next week's podcast? Yes, we will. Um, or next week. I, I am O uh, in my Opinion. In okay. my opinion, yep. there is no reason why WTC or ITU or Challenge or whoever shouldn't make a profit, but they need to realise that the biggest thing they have is the athletes themselves and they need to look after those athletes, yes, financially, if they want to continue to grow. Soccer, NBA, Formula One, etc. have a decent have all have decent clauses in place to give percentages of money back to their performers, whether that's sponsors um, or appearance fees. Paul Donans, uh, Don Land, I should say, has got, a, has got a differing opinion. He's got the whole article is based on a faulty assumption that triathlon and long-distance triathlon in particular is struggling to expand, not create sufficiently for, uh, not catering sufficiently for athletes, not attracting sponsors. Clearly triathlon is still on a meteoric, meteoric rise with trans, uh, triathlons such as oh, to suit all budgets and sponsors continuing to come on board. I live in Ireland, population of around 5 million on the island, and we have several long course races, in addition to the packed calendar at other distances. Whether WTC are part of that is not really vital. I would dismiss this essay based on the faulty assumptions alone. 
Um, Fegan gets on there a couple of times. One of his posts says London Marathon, 55k prize money for first place. Closes a capital city all day. Live coverage on the BBC and boring to the average person to watch. 17 million to sponsor for five years. Guys, nice. I you agree. Have- Marathons are boring to watch. Really boring. Oh, so is I, man. I know. <laughs> I was going to get there, but I reckon, I reckon marathons are even potentially more boring. Oh, I don't know because unless you got a pack in a marathon, yeah, you know, in most marathons you'll. But they run as a pack most of the way, and then it's just boom, gone. Yeah, true. But nine minutes is one person. But at least you got, you know, you've got time differentials changing quite often. I, I still think both of them are boring. So sorry, yeah. carry on. Real triathlon. I don't know who that is, but maybe it's a um, a website or something like that. They've got some of my colleagues at Venture Capital. Valued the brand. Wait a second. I'm just going to go. Oh, it's quite a big post. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe choose again. Um, basically saying, oh, really? Um, yes, he thinks it's. I, I don't know. <laughs> Paraphrase, Bevan. He did a great it's post. Great. Go read it. <laughs> yeah, Evan Gallagher. Um, here we go. Evan's um, Pete uh, Jacobs' manager. Irony. Man complains that a sport is run like a business, and then and those running the sport are too focused on their revenues. Then read the biography of the same man's athlete who talks of of within no time after a win asking for a cut of the cash. So say Cue eye roll name. and smirk. Okay, good. Really I didn't read that very well. No, Sorry, Evan. That's okay. Yeah. Send me an email and Next I'll... Next time you see him, just give him a bit of, you know, bit of a nudge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, John, do you want us to talk about this now or do you want to wait till after we... Well, let's not... Let's talk about it as if we hadn't talked to Brett. Well, it's kind of hard not to, <laughs> you know, because he did... You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do my four points and this is the reason why I think... Um, he wrote those four points on a piece of paper which I he did. brought with him. Yes. So that was before we talked to Brett. Yes, it was. Yes. Is... is we, I think we think sometimes think the sport's bigger than what it is, and it's it's still pretty small in, in the scheme of things. And New Zealand, it actually gets a very high profile, but I think most of the other world, it's pretty pretty. Yeah, as much as we get two thousand people to a race, it's yeah, not much. Compare compared to, to other sports, and the, the, when I look at the successful sports, you think right, high participation. So marathons, etc. Um, marathon running is still relatively niche, but you know you turn up to a Christchurch marathon. No, but you, if you might say marathon running, but half marathon running is massive. The, the package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running events. Yeah, and and she got massive participation. You know those big events, she got fifty thousand people doing them. Triathlons, two thousand, maybe max three thousand. So I think it's one differentiating factor for for us in terms of comparing ourselves to other similarish sports. Um, we can't sell spectator tickets. You know a lot of successful. Sports, no. spectator tickets, big part of the revenue. But what about cycling? How does cycling get around that? Um, that's going to come down to my other Oh, other, sorry. Other sorry, I didn't want to hear myself. <laughs> uh, TV appeal, we've just talked about that. You know, there's a there's an appeal. There's a package appeal, like an hour package show. Yeah, but, but, for, about but for, for an eight-hour show, bit of a struggle. Bit yeah, of a struggle. You know what? I'll watch Kona. I'll make an effort to kind of sit down all day and watch Kona. I've done that a couple mm. of times on, mm. on the package. But we're the hardcore. We're, we're yeah, and we're really hardcore. I'm in New Zealand. I was really interested in the people I knew and what's happening in the race, but I wasn't going to sit there all day and watch it. Mm. And it's a race I'm, you know, pretty interested in and I'm pretty hardcore. Yeah. So. And then the final point I've got is, is a long history of professional racing. So it's been around a long time, which I guess cycling falls into. But they've got the big crowds, massive, massive crowds, and they've got the TV appeal as well. But if you get massive crowds, do you draw a better sponsor? Because one thing, and I'm going to touch a little bit on what he goes into next week, is we don't get big sponsors. We no. Had, like, so you look at you look at the world, world champs, you know, okay, you might say, well, you know, used to have Ford. Cervelo, you know, well, that's just a bike company and it's in yeah. our sport. Outside of our sport, we're not getting any big sponsors. We used to have Ford for 
the the world championship coverage and the only reason that would have been there is because of the the tv package that went out to the mainstream in america mm, mm. they lost that this year mm. now i don't know the cost of that loss but the sponsors they came up with were pretty average that my list thing which no one figured out yeah yeah you know like who uses my list yeah you no yeah you know, like, and I don't want to pull on someone who's supporting my, us. My list are going to be sponsoring us soon. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Oh, great. Good work, Bevan. You just yeah. blew that one. <laughs> no, no they're, they're not. <laughs> uh, let's just edit that bit. Uh, no, but the thing is, There's my no. list, go check it out, guys. It's amazing. No, but, you know, like, yeah. like, I remember last year at Kona, everyone's going, what is my list? Yeah. You know, like, and. And we even interviewed the guy and I'm still looking at going, I don't know, but, but I'm, I don't use such No, but the thing much. is, we're not getting. AT&T we're not getting you know those big you know even like a big sports company you're not mm. getting Nike doing our sport mm. you know and, and you know Nike Adidas with the All Blacks Adidas puts so much money into you know the All Blacks you know mm. millions and millions of dollars and uh, and is the All Black brand bigger than the than the Ironman brand yeah yeah yeah. Do you reckon yeah, most yeah. people know about the Ironman sorry most people know what Ironman is yeah but I don't know. I think the All Blacks are pretty big. Well, in New Zealand? No, no, they're big overseas. Are they? Yeah. Compared to Iron, compared to Iron Man, nah, everybody, not everybody, but Must be most countries I go to, New Zealand, All Blacks. They might not know that they're sponsored by Adidas or IAG now, I think it is. Um, and Adidas. Or Adidas, yeah. Um, but anyway. But, so, but it's just interesting, when we look at the big scale of things, we're not trying to make, but I suppose that's, we're really off topic here because he's really saying, his post is really, can we buy the sport back and take mm. it back to what's important? And I guess maybe we should leave the rest till next week. Maybe we'll, we'll, you and I will leave our opinion based yeah. on his interview mm. uh, to next week. So listen up to next week's show. He's always interesting. He's always got a view. And, uh, yep, he's a good man. So I guess and I, I kind of, um, I don't know, this week's topic, you can tell me if this is a dumb idea or not. So one of the things that Brett talks about is, is the scale of people that we need to get involved. And, uh, and, I actually put this in before the interview. Would you be prepared to put a thousand bucks up to basically buy your share of Iron Man? Because he, he's sort of talking well, about Well, that's the concept behind his post. He's yeah. kind of saying, really, there's, he's saying, on I think on Facebook, Iron Man has 300,000 likes, mm. close to something like that. So if they've got 300,000 likes, if we get 60,000 people to know, to know, donate $1,000 to a federation that mm. would then try to overtake WTC. Or buy from mm. the venture capital firm, which you know that's what kind of happens. Assuming it's worth sixty million, I don't know what it's worth. worth. Yeah, um, would you be willing to do it? Mm. Interesting. I don't think John would be. Well, no, I'm no, I'm thousand dollars. Would you pop a thousand bucks out of your own pocket right now? I would. I would consider it. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I would. Did you ask at Big Spin? You got that big light now. Yeah, yeah. You got your yeah. blender. Yeah. Did you win a lot of it? You haven't told us. I think something's happened. I'm telling you, it was that bloody Mylas sponsor we were going to get. I was banking. I was banking <laughs> on that. And now you've blown it. That was that thousand was going to come from that. Oh, well, you can't do it then. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to do it. Would you be willing to front up a thousand dollars of your own money to basically get a share? You're not getting any return on it, but to be a a, 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 a ticket holder, like yeah, a ticket, sort of a ticket holder, part owner. Not, 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 yeah. not, okay, not, 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 not,
<laughs> he's got like a very small share in the company. Yeah. But we, we ended up on the tubes drinking and trying to pick up girls. Oh, yeah, I own the company. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what you could do. You could say, oh, yeah, I own, I own, I own Iron Man. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, yep. You own it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Shareholder. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Uh, let's put on some music. Age group of the week. week. Okay, John, John, John. Yes. I want to go back to the last subject. I want to say. No. We, we, okay. No, no, you, you, I'm not, not going to. I'll just write yeah. this email. <laughs> you carry on. I'll just write an email. Spit it out. Well, no, just with Brett's point, have we actually gone off what's important from racing? He's, he's made some, some food for thought there. Mm, and yeah. we'll talk about that next week. Okay, John, Sarah Walker, you write your email. Glad, glad, glad you added that in. Well, I've, I've who read, are you writing to? Um, Matthias. What's, what are you saying to Matthias? He wants to know if he can use a road bike or a mountain bike in the Rise Up Team Challenge coming up April 13th in Christchurch. <laughs> he can do either, eh? Cause the it's ACC it's, Active Smart Rise Up Team oh, Challenge. Oh, really nice. He can do either, can he? He can. Yeah, you, you don't mind. Yeah. He's gonna go, what do you put? You go faster on a road bike? No. You say, look, it's about participation. Uh, yeah. Dress up. It's, it's all good. Okay, Sarah Walker, she's in a serious big emotion. She's going, I'm making a nomination for age group of the week. This person hasn't got a limb, hasn't got a limb missing or isn't recovering from a crash or making a comeback from a horrible disease. She's what most people who race Ironman races are, your average age group athlete. She's normal. She'll never win a Kona spot. She'll never break any course record. Do you don't have much faith in it, do you? Yeah. <laughs> by, oh, but by God, she's going to cross that line before the bloody time cut off. Chris Craig is 47. She lives near Hamilton in New Zealand. She has two teenage kids, works full-time as a nurse, and never in a million years thought she'd be lining up for this weekend's Ironman, well, which is last weekend's Ironman New Zealand. But she is here in Taupo and is racing tomorrow. Obviously, she did this before the race. Yeah. Her preparation has been a five-year journey, and she has become an Ironman athlete by stealth. She wasn't good at sport at school. She tells me that she was the one on the team that nobody picked until last I always felt sorry for that kid. Yeah. You know, because admittedly I was always like the first kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did kind of feel, it wasn't a very nice system, was it? No. You know, it was like, we'll take you, you, and there's like two at the end. Yeah. And like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't, that was her, but she's turned her life around because she's like, when, but when she left school, she became a runner and has run all her life. She wasn't a biker and she swam a bit, but not fast. Over the last five years, she has gradually put, on the bike, swim and run together and has gone from sprint try to big try. In 2008, she was one of my supporters in Ironman New Zealand and that sowed a little seed in her head on the spur of the moment. Not long after this, uh, she entered the sprint try. She bought some goggles, borrowed a cronky bike and lost her triathlon virginity. She then got a bike, took some swim lessons and has gradually worked up to competing two half Ironman races. Sounds like she's on the John Newsom three-year plan. Oh, it's a little more like a, yeah, well, it's a five-year plan. Five-year plan. But you don't mind the longer version, do you? No, no problem. More the shorter version you have a problem with. Mm -hmm. To get to the start line, Chris has shown she possessed a determination, tenacity and strength of mind that most Ironman age group athletes need. A very supportive and understanding husband also helps. She was a complete novice on the bike. She had to learn how to stop with cleats, drink from a drink bottle and bike using the gears she still worked on a swim she's looking at doing a 140 to 50 swim on Saturday her main swim goal on the race on Saturday is to beat one of her one arm competitors 
Um, we chatted about him yesterday, so hopefully she did. No, no, no. This is the funny part. She said, but we chatted him yesterday and she's out of luck because he's faster. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she had a solid swimming running background, uh, but she won't have a fast run. She's out there having fun, setting personal goals and keeping fit. That should be applauded just as much as a Kona spot or age group placings. I got her listening to your show a few weeks ago, a few years ago. This is her quote. Those boys get on my nerves sometimes, crapping on about fast times and the pros. I don't give a rat's ass about the pros times. I was, If it wasn't for the middle age, slow back of the packers who prop up the sport with their entry fees, Ironman racing wouldn't exist. They need to visit a real world of normal athlete. Ooh, you know, calm down. <laughs> Settle. <laughs> Come on, Chris, we're just, we're just trying to spread the love. I asked her what she meant and she wouldn't stop listening to the show anymore. Oh, Bevan and James are pretty funny crapping on. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but she turned to like us, so... Um, so credit uh, so credit to a normal age group, but Chris Craig, whose normal real uh, no, sorry, whose only real concern is making the cutoff and smiling all the way, and he's basically. She I'll, said I'll a, follow up. Okay, um, here's the follow up. Christine Craig raced Ironman New Zealand, and she did a 138 swim. Don't know how, I don't know how fast the one arm one arm swimmer went. She biked 738, and she ran a 5:45 for a 15 hours 17. Two hours before the cutoff, easy. Yes. Smoked it in, no problem at all. And, uh, 166 in her age group. And 1,083rd uh, overall. Chris had a stellar race day on a hot day. There were lots of people walking on the run. And as we we're going to hear from um, Meredith Kessler shortly, she actually found the run really tough, which I looked at the run times and I did think they were a bit slow. And that, that is, yeah, she's explaining that it was a lot tougher than usual. And different a little more rolling. Yeah. yeah. She said she, uh, it was actually really cool to be out there the same time as the professionals so the professionals are good and that's why we ramble on about them Chris that's right yeah see um, swim conditions but we love you Chris yeah swim conditions were perfect warm water clear sky and calm out on the bike just very slight winds um, picked up a bit for the age groupers the run course was stellar undulated and compact with a ton of really enthusiastic supporters definitely an improvement good to hear um, the run was super hot of course uh, the wind dropped by the time most of the age groupers were out there so there wasn't much respite from the heat um, you could see how the heat had affected people when they're on um, the finish for their last couple of hours. Normally you would get long breaks between finishes, but they just kept streaming in with only a few gaps. The pro race was good. Bevan crushed everybody, um, and we know about sort of Meredith and Genus. So nice work. So Chris, that was her iron virginity broken. Her iron virginity, nice. Nice work. But it's cool, but like I do love, you know, this, that, that story there is the typical Iron Man story, isn't it? Mm. You know, like people kind of get introduced to our sport in one way or another. And it's, it's funny, actually, because I had someone going up to watch Ironman last weekend, and I said, you're going to... It was, it was Tony's partner, Lizzie, mm-hmm. and she was going along to support Tony. And I said, you're going to be surprised at what you see. You think you're going to turn up, and it's going to be all Bevan Doherty's and this whole field of these are real elite athletes. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's going to be people, everyday people. Yeah. And the majority of the field, and, and, you know, they're not going to look like the mean, lean racing machines. They're yeah. going to look like, you know, your mum and pa's and people who have normal lives. And they've just got this big thing in their life that they're really trying to achieve. And and uh, Chris is an example of this, someone who's, you know, kind of worked really hard at improving as an athlete and finally got to this really ambitious goal and really chased her dream and had a successful day. So it's, it's bloody awesome. And she was looking at a 140 to 150 swim and she went, went got under it. So got under it. Nice work. So Chris Craig... You are our age Age group of the the week. week. Love your work. Okay, John, sponsor. Athlinks.com. So for any of you guys that raced Ironman New Zealand at the weekend, you can go on there. uh, They won't have the official results up there at the moment, but you can basically plug in, um, click on the events button, 
plug in Ironman New Zealand and then what happens it brings up the Ironman New Zealand and it's got uh, who's waiting for their results and you can basically put uh, put that you did it and you can put in your provisional time and that'll go up there so Tony Hodge I think it is or it's Tony H which I presume is Tony Hodge she put up there that she did 14.08 and there's a bunch of other people that are waiting for their age groups Rob Dallymore I see is on there nice um, and it's just got names and first letters of surnames so I don't know any of the other guys there um, but that's one of the key features that they can have is if you want to get your provisional result up there just go on there across the top of the page you've got events you just click on events type in your event it's not up there you can list it but big events like Ironman New Zealand are already going to be uh, up there and uh, and you can just put in what you did what your time was and uh, and then they'll get the results clicked up there and uh, in the next week or two and uh, if you've got any races coming up that haven't happened yet equally you can do the same thing add the race lay down some smackdown talk and uh, and you're away well that thing as well is if you've got your rivals because Ironman New Zealand is one of those races where you know, next year when you turn up, Dino Gaskin's going to be sharp and he's going to go, I'm going to smack John Newsom because he gave me some crap talk on the show yeah. last year. And then he's going to go, oh, John, why don't you get Athlinks? Yes. Because he's his arrival on Athlink. Exactly. So you can kind of just see what's happening with all your mates in the race, which is quite a cool thing. And yeah, so there's a bunch, there's a lot of people that have put their, what they're going to do for Ironman Melbourne up there. We'll talk about that in, in a few weeks' time. But uh, Martin, Sly- Martin Syme thinks he's going to do 9.15, nice work. And then we've got. Uh, well, Melbourne's going to be interesting because everyone's maybe have the perception of last year's race, which was really fast. Yeah. But they had a perfect day, didn't they? They did. It was like the wind conditions were perfect. And traditionally, it's the opposite. Yes. From what I recall, yeah, people say that course traditionally you're kind of doing a headwind Could race that way. Yeah, yeah. So if you're based on last year's time, you might go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do a sub nine. Yeah. And you end up doing 9.45. Yeah. You know, so it could be interesting. Nice. So check it all out, athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. Okay, so we've got an interview with the lovely Meredith Kessler. Yeah, and we've had that feedback from lots and lots of people that she got to get on the sh- got to get her on the show because she's a lovely person, bright person, and, uh, and also, you know, gets the full package in terms of professional athlete, you know, likes coming and doing media stuff because she realised that enhances her. Um, she, she understands the whole job, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and she's kicking some ass as an athlete as well. Her record. Uh, yeah, I know it's impressive. Was it isn't like it? Last, last year? year, yeah, it was like first, 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 and then obviously she had an incident, but uh, yeah. but she started this way in a pretty good good way with a, I think it was a, a second, it was no a third at a seventy point three. Third was it? Okay. Yep, behind. Uh, Carolyn got second. Carolyn Stephen and. Um, the Aussie girl name escapes me. Won it and crushed them, but uh, third there and a win here, and then be off to Melbourne and uh, gonna have plenty of points in the bank. She'll be um, she'll be surely done for there because she did Arizona as well, didn't she? And Florida. Yep. 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 Um, so I'm thinking she's she's done. Oh no, she'll easily be done. I'm just wondering um, where she, they won't have updated the rankings, which is where I'm going to at the moment. Oh no, uh, after last weekend, you think? No, they won't have they won't have done that at the moment. Oh, you think she might be first place? She'll be, she'll be right up there. Uh, she's she's sixth at the moment with five thousand five hundred points. Who's first? Uh, Leander Cave. Uh, so she'll get two thousand points from New Zealand the weekend, I guess, unless that's already been updated. And uh, and that'll take her up to about seven and a half. So that'll take her up to probably second place in the rankings. Oh, and then she'll have Carolina as well. Uh, then she'll have Melbourne as well. So don't think qualifying is going to be a challenge for you, Meredith. I think you've done it. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so here's Meredith Kessler. Kessler. Righty ho, we've got uh, last last week we were talking up uh, Ironman New Zealand and we've obviously had that at the weekend and we were we were wondering whether it was going to be a uh, another Kiwi victory with Gina 
Crawford or whether we were going to have last year's winner of the 70.3 Meredith Kessler take it out and uh, today she, she took it out we've got the uh, the winner <laughs> Meredith Kessler so welcome you ruined our Kiwi show. dreams mate oh no I didn't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess the first question for me before we sort of go on to the the race itself is I mean, you've done a gazillion Ironmans um, and a lot of it as an age grouper and more recently as, as racing as a pro. Um, I'm wondering what's what's the, the motivation to come down to New Zealand? You know, yeah, New Zealand's a great place, but you're a pro at a race that's got fairly low points um, and lowish money when you when you could be off doing, you know, an Abu Dhabi or something like that. So what, what's the motivation to come down to New Zealand? Right. Well, it's not terrible. I mean, 2,000 points and 15K for the win um, mm-hmm. isn't too bad when, when you're able, you know, in the sport we've learned, you know, how to build build your resume so that you're able to come and try to get um, a little package for coming. So I set up a little package with um, Ironman New Zealand to come race Auckland in January and then race this race and then I'm off to race Ironman Melbourne. So uh, they were nice enough to put together a little package that was of value to, for me to come from the States. And, mm. you know, my husband and I, we don't have kids yet. And now's the time to travel and get all this fun stuff uh, experienced before we, we might get tied down with kids down in the future and might not be able to have that luxury of freedom. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd take the jump last year and we loved it so much here in Taupo specifically. Um, this town here, I'm sure you've been, is just amazing. Mm. The culture here is first class and I feel like it's only my second time here, but it feels like family out here. And uh, the 30th year now is next year, so now it, it's like I've done it as a half. I've done it as a full. Now coming back again for the 30th would be amazing. So um, that's pretty much why we made the decision. And, geez, Dubai is far. This wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is like 11 hours on the flight. I take, I go to sleep, and then uh, I'm here. It's not bad at all, and it's worth worth the journey. So. So obviously, um, you know, when I look at your race at the weekend, you um, you obviously must come from some sort of swim background because you put on a, a legendary swim, and we've seen that at, at other races as well. So, what what is your background pre triathlon? Oh sure, well I I did grow up swimming, you know, all through high school and all that. Um, I opted, I almost swam in college, and then I uh, I ended up playing field hockey. My scholarship for Syracuse was for field hockey, and I made that decision because I knew the rest of my life would be an individual sport and I think in my college years I really wanted to play a team 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 sport and I'm so glad I made that decision but all through college still I still when I say I swam I swam like I do um I, not quite like I do now but I, I always have what we call these MBK swims it's like five six seven sometimes eight k just straight swimming like a rabbit and that that to me is just so relaxing and I did that pretty much all through high school and college so I have the miles on my arm but I never had the um, speed obviously until the last few years working with Matt on uh, more intensity training and so that's really really paid off um, the last couple years and I'm so thankful my parents put me in swimming back mm-hmm. when I was you know five six years old because it helped it completely helps me with what we do now just because it's so hard as you guys know to learn swimming as an adult and even it's though it's the shortest part of this race and you certainly can't win an Ironman probably with the swim but you can lose an Ironman um, Mm. with the swim. 
So, so talk us through your day in Taupo. You obviously had uh, Gina bloody just sitting back there hounding you all day, but, but talk us through your day. Oh, yes. When you have Gina Crawford hunting you down, it's never comfortable, right? Um, yeah, the swim, I, I really didn't know how. The, I, Gina and I swam together in Kona. I mean, Amanda Stevens was first out of the water. I was second, and Gina was right there in third, like on my heels. So I thought, you know, we, we were going to swim together, and I was uh, a little perplexed because I'm sure you you might have heard. We didn't have a separate swim start, which I... I oh, really? No. And... Um, huh. And I voiced my opinion, and they're going to be—they're great and, and receptive. It was just a change that they couldn't make, you know, the day before the race. I found out at the pro meeting, and all the races I've been in at the states last year have been a separate swim start. Auckland was a separate, separate swim start. Kona, we were five minutes back. That was new, um, and it was awesome. There's such a different dynamic, and I'm very passionate about this yeah. between mm-hmm. starting with the men and not starting with the men. I mean, we don't race them right, and so we should have a separate start. And there's only there was only nine of us in this race, so it was a small field, but it still you know, creates a different dynamic. So they said they couldn't make it happen, but I hope on a side note for the future, we get on a, like a, a consistent platform on this because it really does make a difference. So that, with all that said and me thinking, gosh, I wish we had a separate start, it wasn't so bad starting with the guys because um, it, it got pretty spread out quick. Bevan and, and Marco went out, and I, I obviously couldn't stay on their feet. And then um, so I ended up just swimming solo pretty much. Um, and I, I did not expect to have a four-minute lead on Gina. I think my new wetsuit um, was, was comfortable, great. And um, I might, you know, I have a... When I swim in a wetsuit, uh, it's a little faster for me personally than in a speed suit, so maybe that helped me as well. And uh, my terrible form seems to my terrible swim form seems to work in open water, which is great. Um, but yeah, so to have the four minute lead coming out was definitely comfortable. But I made that first turn, and Gina, being her normal amazing self, she had built like two minutes on me just that first, you know, forty k. And so I was thinking to myself, all right, I was getting used to my new bike. I, this was my maiden board. I just just ended up working with uh, Cannondale this year, and we just got the, the bike dialed literally maybe a day before the race. So this was my first ride on the bike, which was awesome. And I think it took me 40K to get used to, all right, the feel, the fit. And then I saw her, and I was like, oh, Meredith, you got to go. Yeah. I just tried to put the hammer down because I here's the deal. I needed to do as much as I could on the bike because I know Gina can outrun me. It's, it's yeah. no secret. Um, she can outrun me. And yeah. so I wanted to try to build as much time if, if I could. Um, and so to, to come off the bike with then a, uh, I think it was about seven-ish minute lead and then my you know, normal self, you feel good on the run, that first 30K or 25K. <laughs> and I, I was surprised to build a minute, about 90 seconds in there. And then it was just when I found out around 30K that I still had a, you know four minutes or five minutes, it was like, all right, one foot in front of the other. Let's mm. just get to the finish line. And we, we dug deep. That Gina and I were really uh, haggard after that. It was a hard um, run course, a new run course, the three loops. And... Yeah. People underestimate how many hills are in this course. It was very St. George-like to me with um, with the sort of you're never running um, flat. It's either up or up or down. So it, it took a lot of out, out of us that last, like everyone, the last 10K. So 
Um, I mean, Gina's seventh in the world in my book. She's one of the most, you know, prolific Ironman athletes out there, having won over 11 Ironman distances. So um, to be able to to compete with her on, on this platform was just amazing. I have so much respect for her. What, um, when did you know you had it? Like, you know, you're obviously you, you're kind of probably in that fearful place when you start to tire, but you knew you had enough of a lead. At what point did you go, yep, I've got it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, it's like 8.30 lead, seven minutes, 10K to go, you have five. And, I, and literally it took me five more, 5K to do the math of, okay, if I just run a minute, even if she runs a minute faster per mile right now, I, I, I think I've got it. But literally, I had to do the math calculations like a thousand times in my head <laughs> to make sure that was accurate. But I think maybe around uh, the last 5K, I was like, unless I start walking right now and absolutely fall over. And to be frank, that's happened to me before in St. George mm. two years ago. I collapsed at mile 22. Oh, really? So I had that in the back of my mind. And... Uh, so it's never over until you cross. And so I was never fully uh, comfortable until I saw the finishing shoot, to be honest. Yeah. T- tell us a bit about um, about 2011 and 2012, because um, I-, I didn't follow things in, in huge detail, but it seemed you had a few, a few dramas. I know in Kona you were in, in a great position there for quite a long period, and I can't remember what happened there. And you, you had, I know we were trying to line up an interview, and you had dramas before the race. <laughs> Tell us, tell us a bit about you know, some of the things, because I know you had a few bike crashes and, and what have you, what you sort of went through in 2011, 2012. Oh, yeah. Well, 2011 was um, my yeah my second year as a professional. We, I just had two, you know, I, New Zealand's my 48th full Ironman completed, but wow. I've also towed the line at 51 Ironmans. I've, I've not finished three. So, um, you know, I, uh, I had a span, there was a in 2011 where I did St. George and Coeur d'Alene six weeks apart DNF both for two different extremes the 2011 was um, oh gosh in St. George I didn't play my cards right with electrolytes and I collapsed at mile 22 of the marathon like ambulance I yeah, it was just like an, a disaster six weeks later we tried to figure out you know what was missing and I um, basically did this uh, did a sodium sort of load and we figured with my dehydrated kidneys, we didn't realize how much that would affect me. And um, I started Coeur d'Alene having, you know, really preloaded with some sodium and sodium that we thought would be helpful and and, and good for the race because I have this electrolyte imbalance and, you know, trial and error, right? And mm-hmm. I ended up, I gained literally like 20 pounds um, within the first couple hours of the race. Um, <laughs> I remember Greg saying, when I got out of the water, um, they said on Ironman Live, it, Meredith looks extremely large right now. <laughs> my wetsuit actually ripped. So basically the sodium that I had before the race hit my kidneys like a freight train. And I just um, I just textbook like started to just expand, get dizzy, all that crazy stuff. So it's funny. I, I, those were just two dramatic races. And two weeks later, I think that's I won Rev 3 Portland and felt great and all was good. But this is precisely, guys, what inspired our manual coming out, Life of mm. a Triathlete, because, um, you know, I've spent nine years as an amateur, 
And it took me almost 30 plus Ironmans to figure out my nutrition and figure out, um, you know, the ticks and the trade. And, and this manual, my husband and I have been writing for the past year. It should launch in the next few months here. Um, it's it's basically to try to save people years of time. Um, it's the crap you didn't know about the sport. It's also explaining that us pros don't just swim, bike, run all day for a living. We actually are a business and we have brands to build. And mm-hmm. anyway, it's it's really, um, it's been amazing to write because I found myself always responding to people, um, which, which I love about my job. It's a lot of the same questions. And as I'm writing, I'm thinking, wow, this all needs to be documented in one like ebook. So this is what we've done. And my goal, it could be a total flop, but if, if I help 10 people or 10 future pros, um, on the journey because it also expresses the business side of the sport and um, you know from developing your LLC or your S Corp to taxes to everything that we learned my husband and I learned by becoming a pro the last few years so that's a side note tangent but no that's coming and so that's 2011 but we ended up with a great year and um, learned from that 2012 you know I've been racing 12 years never had any massive crashes um, so no drama there. And then randomly, I just had um, two crashes basically in, in three months. So uh, after Vine Man, the year was great. Five wins so far last year. We're on a roll. Woohoo. And then yeah, I you had a great first half, didn't you? No, life was good. And it just goes. It's, it's just part of our job description, just like getting a, a genuine injury. Um, crashing and stuff as such is such part of our job description. But I know I was just on a training ride at a camp, a purple patch camp in LA and um, got a gentleman crashed in front of me and I went down right behind and broke uh, a part of my spine. So I couldn't swim for a month. Um, The rehab, you know, did everything I could to try to get ready for the the crash happened in August, uh, getting early August, getting ready for Vegas. I shouldn't have raced Vegas. I was metabolically just not there. Um, And then, but we were all ready for Kona. Like we had recovered, we had fine tuned. And then, you know, you're second out of the water, riding with all those amazing girls. And then we're going up to Javi and yeah, just a, a slow swimming, fast biking sort of pro male uh, kind of nip my knuckles right as we were uh, right when the wind gust was coming. It's, it's no one's fault. I blame no one. You know, it just crap happens. And so anyway, I, uh, I went down and head to pavement and I had just had a concussion from the first crash 12 <laughs> weeks prior. So you're more susceptible, I think, um, to, to, uh, concussions there so I made it back to T2 but I mean it was ugly I mean you go from you're literally like driving like a drunk or riding like a drunk person down the Queen K and down Javi so um, we I, I think I started me I gosh it's so foggy I think I started maybe half a mile of the run until I saw my husband and coach and they were like you're done. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, that wasn't ideal. You know, all this time to, you know, and effort for everyone involved in your life. Um, and then that happens. But, you know, again, part of it. And we went and we raced. Uh, it ended on a good note in Ironman, Arizona. Getting second to Lindsay was great. And that's a great way to end the season. So, all in all, it was still a great year. No season doesn't have hiccups. I'll have hiccups this year that I don't even know about yet, you know? 
So well, it looks like you've got a pretty big year in front of you. Yeah, so yeah. I, I guess that's a question, you know, you, did you intentionally try to sort of um, slam the front part of the year with, you know, 70.3 Asia Pacific champs, which you got pretty good points at, Ironman New Zealand, Ironman Melbourne, plus you had Arizona. Was the intention of doing that, I just, I, I like to race Ironmans, or was the intention, right, I'm going to get my points early and then um, and then really build nicely for, for Vegas and Kona, or what was your planning um, rationale? Yeah. No, great question. It was, um, and I have a little different schedule this year. You know, I've, I've never done less than a 70.3 yet. <laughs> mm. So I'm going to test out at the Columbia in Maryland. I'm going to, my goal this year is to try to try to qualify for high E. That would be really awesome. Um, speaking of those big races you talked about, um, that's such a big race and, you know, an iconic race that I'd love to, to do the three world championship sort of races, high V, Vegas and Kona. So our goal when Matt and I talked about um, the schedule was to front load the front part of the season, um, which was January and, and March to March. And then uh, my sister's actually pregnant, so I'm taking, and she's due in April, I'm taking the month of April, no no racing, and then we'll go into May and St. George. But I'd really like to front load the season to see where I am after Melbourne, Melbourne being a really, um, you know, uh, high point race and, and now that I think about it because I raced Ironman Florida and Ironman Arizona those mm. counted for 2013 plus Auckland plus New Zealand mm. plus Melbourne. so hopefully I'll have enough points where I can take a bird's eye view after Melbourne and be like okay I, I think with all the other racing I have in the 70.3s that we've loaded up this year I should be okay and can secure you know the top 30 for Kona and then you can say, all right, well, maybe we shouldn't do Mount Treblanc and really focus on um, on the three key races in September and October. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so t- tell us a little bit more about, I, I was going to talk to you about your, your book and you sort of came into that. We, lifeofatriathlete.com um, is where people will be able to get it. So it's not out at the moment. When, when do you think it's going to be ready to roll? Absolutely. And and oddly enough, the website looks silly when it was life of a triathlete. So it's um, actually life of triathlete. It's just it's just really interesting. But they can find it on my um, website, too. It's really easy to get to. But we thought we'd launch in literally January. And there's so much color and things that I keep learning even now, like just little things come up in our job and our sport daily. And or you get asked questions that you haven't been asked yet and you're like oh this is perfect for the book we gotta add this and what takes so long is we've now made it into two manuals you know so there's a pro edition and an amateur edition and um, so we're doing two ebooks the first one will there's it's it's done. It, it, the work is done. It's the editing because you know it takes a little time to edit, and our edit uh, our editors are nearly finished. And so um, we're here for a month, but we're still working on it, that part of it. So I would hope by May we would have it um, in the queue, ready to fire. Nice. Well, if you go to um, Meredith's um, website, guys, on they've got a link to the that. The life of triathlete and then you go to the facebook page and if you go there and like the page she'll probably let you know when it's coming out then as well so that's probably a good way yes. of doing that because i'm sure you mentioned um that you've got a pro edition which i think is fantastic because um it, you know when i see you your website and and really what you're doing 
you, you, you seem to get it. And I know that when we've talked to other athletes, you know, they talk about you a lot. People like Mimi and, and things like that. They go, oh, Meredith's great. You know, she does spin classes and she really gets involved in the in the community. And, and you're, you're a bit of a bit of a fan favourite out there, I think. But it seems that, that so many other pros just don't get it. Um, they think they can just go out there and, and race and train and they'll get sponsors and, and we'll be happy. But I guess it's, it seems like you've found the the right formula to get the to, to get the businesses buying in a bit more and actually getting yourself out there right you know it's all about just um, I mean relationships and such like uh, developing those key relationships with people I mean I'm a lot of we're people person and I and I because this is my livelihood and such too you um, you can't just you have to be able to create that dynamic amongst your sponsors and it this was what was so shocking to me is um as I kind of came on into the professional ranks is that some some didn't really you know they had been a pro for five plus years and uh, you know I was saying like oh yeah so your bike sponsor do you have this you did you work on this this and this and they didn't have any idea what I was talking about and I found that so intriguing because it's all about um, fine fine tuning your relationships and how and I talk about this in the book about sponsorships. Okay, how do you get sponsorships? Well, it's it's like it's like interviewing for a job. You have your Ironman resume. You have a one pager. You don't want it to be any one more than one page because they're not going to look at it. Sponsors mm-hmm. are so freaking busy. They are the busiest people I know. They're totally maximized in their jobs. They just want to support you know, the best people they can, but they don't have time to go through everything, right? So I went to Interbike, for example, one year. with a. It was after I won Canada, I remember. I took a one-page fact sheet, I made a business card, and I went to every single booth. And I introduced myself, and um, especially, obviously, if I like the brand, and, um, you know, talk to them personally, getting that face-to-face contact. And that's the thing. I spend just as much time at my computer now, and my responsiveness level has to be it's high it's very high like I can't go to bed at night unless I responded to all my emails that's just the way I work but that's what we need to do to build our business as triathletes and that's equally as much as my job as swim bike and run you know and some athletes like like Leanda who's amazing and and, and I what I love about Leanda is she's like oh gosh no I have someone she has an agent my husband helps me with that so I'm, I'm very lucky and I asked Leander one time he's like how, I said how do you manage it all like how are you able to I mean you race so much and you do so well so much so you have that many more invoices to send your sponsors and relationships and she said the most smart thing she goes you know what I need to concentrate on my job and I let him concentrate on his job which is doing that agent side of things mm-hmm. and she so to hint to her understandably she's a world champion and probably has way many requests every day she you know releases that stuff to that person and it's worth paying that person a certain amount and that works for her and that's what makes her successful in her job so everyone's different every single one of us you know some of us do it ourselves some of us need an agent and there's great agents in the um, industry so you kind of learn from that platform and go from there and I've learned quite a bit and as I was trying to help other pros um, you know it's giving context is tough because and I talk about this in the book is like they sponsors are so busy they get inundated with emails all the all the time but when you do an intro email introduction to someone you know it's often often about who you know right mm-hmm. so creating that dynamic and that relationship is so king just like when I worked in an investment bank it's like 
networking relationships and obviously doing a good job so you can deliver um, and keep your sponsors every year because you just never know when they're going to go. Our, our sport, we don't get a paycheck every two weeks. You know, We can get dropped or AKA fathered, fired by our boss um, at any point. And so you want to keep those, nourish those, those relationships. It's, it is interesting because it sounds like you do come from a business background and uh, and as you say a lot of people are really more just have been athletes or especially pros have been athletes their whole life and don't really have that understanding of those requirements so I think you know your book would be probably a good and even the pro version will probably be a pretty good insight for your average age group to read to see what it really does take to be a pro right yeah, more so, than swim, bike, and run. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, I heard through the grapevine you've, you've put the smackdown talk on uh, Caroline Stephen from Melbourne saying you're coming to get her. <laughs> yep, you're going to smack her, we heard. How can you smack talk Caroline? No, no, no. That was in delirium. Um, no, we were just totally kidding because we were – Gina and I were so delirious with Phil and Steph, at, uh, you know, after the race, and they were asking, you know, how do you feel about doing Melbourne in three weeks? And we were like, well, yeah, we're, we're warmed up now. Caroline, you're going down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It's going to take a, a lot more than just a, a Ironman warm-up to, uh, to take Caroline down. I think she, having, having raced her in Auckland just a few weeks ago, um, we know her form is good, and she did, she did great uh, this weekend in Abu Dhabi as well. So it'll be a, a, a killer race with her as always. Mm, it's gonna be a great race. We know you've got to go and do some some recovery work to get yourself ready for the. For You're an athlete, you see. You yeah. do these interviews yeah. as well. You know, you got to put that in the book. Any time, <laughs> it's always a pleasure. And next year, I'm going to be towing the line in Taupo. So, look uh, John, out. John's main goal in life is to not be checked. So, if you you come back to New Zealand next year, my goal for you is to, for you to beat John. Who cares about the win? It's got to take out John. We both go. Wait, so- John, you are going to tow the line like it's set. Your sign oh. sealed, delivered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's happening, and then I'll be at Kona, and uh, hey, well, if I have to see, think you're going to go in New Zealand. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be sub nine ten. So there you go. You've got to, you've got to improve your time by a good five minutes or so, and and then we'll. Uh, There's a challenge for you, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, I have to also tell you guys how much recognition you guys get in the sport, and and even from the, you know, my my friend Ann Thogus, who is from San Francisco, she loves yep. you guys, and <laughs> She's everyone great. in America follows you, and and. And I talked about this in my speech on Sunday is that in my genuine gratitude for the media, like just having stuff from Wits Up here and first off the bike and and you guys always following and the buzz, you just are, you guys are what bring the buzz to our sport and and help us build the brand that I speak of here that we were just talking about. And so really, we can't thank you enough. It's awesome oh, to have you, have you guys to us. out there. Thank you very much. Uh, you've got to give us a plug in the speech if, 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 next year in your victory speech. If you check John, you're just going to say, John, well, done, well done, John. Took you down. <laughs> there you go. I promise I will, but I don't think I'll be. Ch- I don't think I'll chick you. I have really good vibes. You're gonna. You're gonna sub. Oh, I'll you, sub nine it. Sub nine it. Yeah, there you go. Now you're putting the pressure on him. Hey, you have a great day, mate. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and good luck for the rest of the year. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you kicking butt more and more. You got it. Thanks, John Bevan. Really appreciate it. See ya. What a great joke. Yes. Just really, just sharp. Judging by the, the feedback on the course, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my, my work cut out to do a decent run time next year. John, it's going to be close. She's going to check you. Yeah, oh, good, no, I think it could be quite close. It could be quite close, couldn't it? Yeah. Because you were thinking 19 based on the old course. Well, yeah, yeah. 
You know, that's another five minutes. You had a 9.15. Yeah. You're getting chicked, mate. Well, I, I would like to think I'll, yeah, it will be. I think if I have a good race, I would have thought I'd be five to maximum 10 minutes in front of Gina. She was five, She was four minutes in front of Gina. Now, John, here's the question. Let's paint a picture. Yeah. You're coming down through the township in Kona. In, in you give me the split. She's, she's 20 <laughs> seconds up on you. No, you're, you're, you're coming up and you're just catching her. Mm-hmm. And then you come down the finishing shoot. I've noticed they made the finishing shoot wider this year. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was nice. No, I suppose narrow. Well, yes and no. Because I like the idea of narrow so you can touch both the crowd. Yeah, yeah. But then when it's busier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Anywho. Because Bevan was going across the crowd, so I was yeah. Like, so you're coming up and you see her in front, and you're kind of, and you're just catching her because she's kind of fading a little bit. Yeah. But then you turn around that last little bit, you come down that park, and you see the shoot, mm-hmm. and then you're in the shoot with her, it's shoulder to shoulder, and she's winning the race. You no, know, you're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. But oh yeah, she's the winner of the, she's the female yeah. winner. Yeah. Do you let her beat you? Yes. I would, oh, yeah, honestly, I would stop. Yeah. And I would let her run through, and I would go through. I'd make sure nobody's going to pass me from behind. I'd stop and probably look behind me. Let her go through, and then I'd go through. So you're trying to say, so you allow the checking to have in that place. Yes, and even if it wasn't for the win, I don't think I'd surrender check in. You wouldn't? No, no. I'd try to drop the check before the finishing shoot. <laughs> You'd be killing yourself. But I wouldn't go into a foot in a full hand sprint with a check. <laughs> is, that, is that sexist of me or not? Yeah, it yeah, is. You're really sexist, isn't it? Yeah. It. What would you do, Bevan? Well, no, no, because it happened to me at the Christchurch Marathon years ago. Right. And uh, I think I let it go. Yeah. But let's say, say you were in good shape. Say you were doing the same as me. You were training up for Ironman the next year and you were trying to qualify. And, uh, and you've come If it was, if it was sort of like a sub nine, I would. Oh, that's, you just added a different. Yeah. If it was a sub nine, of course I would. But if yeah. let's say it wasn't for a sub nine, you were coming in 9.15. Nah, I'd let it go. Mm. Yeah. It's not that important. What if it was just another check, though? If it was a. Uh, would I out sprinted you? Why, oh, I think, yeah, it's pretty. You wanted to finish on, don't you? Okay. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I'm okay. not sexist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like if someone's. But would you put here, more effort in if it was a chick or a guy? You'd put the same effort. No, in. I think it's the same effort. Like you just get to finish on as fast as possible, don't you? Mm. You know, but I'm a gentleman. I'd let the <laughs> lady have it. <laughs> Drop their ass before I got on that finishing shoot, though. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, smash him. There we go. So Meredith Kessler. So, oh, seriously, Meredith, yeah, if you listen to this, give us a, um, an email when you get the book out and we'll let everyone know about it because it sounds like she'll she have a really interesting angle from two different ways. So mm. Meredith Kessler. Okay, John, what have we got here next? SLS Try. Sponsor. John, so, I'm excited. You should be excited. I'm so excited. You can't hide it. now you can go get your IM Talk Try suit from SLS Try at any time. And there should be a two-piece up there in the next day <gasps> or two. Really? Yeah. So we're going to have the tri-suit and the two-piece. Uh, and so basically what we're doing is SLS are going to do our, do our kit for us um, and then it takes away the hassle from us and they're going to do regular batches. Are they going to have a jersey? Uh, bike jersey. Yeah. Um, we, we're, just, we're just going to get this rolling first, but there'll, okay. be, there'll be bike jerseys available at Great. some stage. Where, where do I go, John? On the website? So go to slstry.com yes. and you either just simply click on men or women. I'm and, a man. And, uh, they got a woman's one as well. The tri suit, yeah, it's, it's up there. So um, the, the as we're recording on a Tuesday morning, New Zealand time, they haven't got the two piece up there yet. Um, you can't use your promo code to get this, it's already been discounted. Um, you know, like their other tri suits are 185 bucks. Um, the, the, the I Am Talk suit is discounted to, already down to 150 oh, cool So it's been factored in. So 150 bucks, you get yourself a cool um, I Am Talk race suit and you're on it you're supporting the show and it's looking good and I've um, raced I've raced in mine and uh, John I'll be wearing again in Auckland in a couple of weeks time Mountain Snow mm-hmm. Ironman New Zealand mm-hmm. saw some photos did look like he was struggling a little bit 
Oh, is he in, a, in his tri-suit? He is, but he's in his Iron Talk tri-suit. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's legendary. Oh, that's got to be in the homepage. For this, 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 uh, oh, I can't find the photos that are on Facebook this while ago. Oh, no, you've got to get that up there. Oh, send me through the photo mounts now. Um, Sizing-wise, just got any questions at the moment? They have um, just got the, haven't got the metric sizing up there, um, so I've requested that they put up that up there. They have changed their sizing a little bit from the original batch that we did, so do email them. If you've got any questions about sizing, you're not quite sure, just email them and they'll sort it out. Now, they're going to be having carrying a little bit of stock, but it's generally going to be sort of batch orders, so this um, first up order is going to be ready. I think it was... Uh, Pre-order deliveries end of March 2013. So basically order, wait a while, boom, get it. So for you guys racing North America, Northern Hemisphere season, you'll be able to get it on time. So fantastic way for you guys to support the show and obviously support slstry.com. You just go on there and uh, you're away laughing and when you're there, why not buy a pair of socks and stuff at the same time? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've got mm. great gear. So SLS Try, guys, check it out. Get the try suit. You two can be cool like the mountains now. Mm. It's lovely where I saw the photo. Mm. So yeah, commit. And do make sure if you if you got a suit, you're in a race, please send us a picture. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're guaranteed to get on the website. Yeah. We're that simple. Just brush our ego. Yeah. That's how we roll. I was not happy. I oh, for some oh, reason. Oh, there's a shift in energy. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't really go to our website very often and I went there yesterday. You went to your website? No, to your website, to our website, I'm talk.me. And uh, not happy about the picture that you put up there. Phil bloody put that picture out there Wait, so and just baited, baited me on Facebook. Because some, well, some weeks we don't have photos, and I always mm. try to put a photo up each week. Mm. And, and I was like, oh, I haven't got any photos. And I thought, oh, look at John's photos. And there's a beautiful photo of you two riding along in Kona. Yeah. And, and you're on talk tops. And, for, and for, it was the one time that Phil's actually riding in front of me on the entire camp. He, oh, really? <laughs> and he put it all up on Facebook and stuff like that. And, <laughs> No, he did actually spend a little bit of time on the front. What, 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's absolute gold. Yeah. Love your work. Hey, John, I'm thinking about maybe doing this. Now, I'm going to talk about on the show in front of our listeners because sometimes yeah. we do that. Some people, obviously a lot of people probably still get the show through iTunes mm-hmm. and some people, I've got a Black, I've got it on the BlackBerry app now and, and Android, I don't know what you guys are doing. But I imagine some people wouldn't mind just getting the show emailed to them each week. So I'm thinking what I'll do on the front page. Big email file. How do you do that? No, no. I'll just what I'll do is I'll just send an email. We'll have a link. Oh, right. Yeah. I was thinking just have a link email. to the MP3. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you can listen to your workplace and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say emailing a 100, 100 meg file might be a bit of a challenge. But yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. So what I might do is I might this week if I get time when I'm doing a show is I might put a, a on the front page of www.imtalk.me in the middle column where SLS try is down that column there I'll put a, a sign up form and, and basically you go and you just put just basic information name I can do that for you send me an email and I'll do that for you you can do that? yeah because I, I know how to do it it's easy no, I'll, I can do it as well but will you be willing to go on each week and do it? Because we have to send out an email. I mean, you can do the email. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll set up the No, no, because uh, I'll do it with my system then. Okay. Oh, because you can do it through Squarespace, can you? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. And very, very easy. Very easy. But can you send an email easily? No, you have to update the database. Yeah, no, I'll do it my way. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to, if just, I'm just thinking if that appeals to you, let's say you're no longer on iTunes or whatever, you're just looking for an easy way. What I'll do is I'll send you an email each week just saying, hey, this week's show's out. Here's the link, and it'll just be an MP3 which you can either download or just listen to directly from. And we're not doing this to pump out <laughs> crap to you. Every, oh no, 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 we, yeah. won't, we won't be. No, no, we won't be kind of doing pro- promotional crap. But it's more just, 
iTunes really dominates podcasting and I'm just trying to think of exploring other ways for people who mm. aren't that interested in iTunes and so I'm just thinking maybe that's something that will work for some people I'll give it a try and maybe after a month if no one's doing it I'll stop it but mm. if it's something that people are keen on so just go to www.imtalk.me if you want to get emailed the show each week and I'll just basically email that out once we've released that week's show nice and I'll do it with the Legends show as well nice um, And but we won't spam you not yet anyway <laughs> <laughs> you, <don't say> <laughs> you just do it John you don't say not yet <laughs> oh by the way we've got a great deal on some glasses <laughs> are you having an erection problem <laughs> my, my list we've, we've, we've started a my list page <laughs> yeah exactly my list is coming your way okay guys questions and answers Stefan Dooney Dooney has got a big fan of the show um, like a few I've only recently found the podcast and I'm going through the back catalogue brilliant I'm an Australian but my Dear old Nana is aging. She lives in Napier, and I'm going to go see her sometime in the next 12 months. Figured I could tie this into a good old fashioned half Ironman or a long course race. Any picks that you guys would recommend for an iconic New Zealand race? Well, I, I basically uh, tried to figure out all the half Ironmans in New Zealand, and I only came up with nine. So I think that's a grand total that we've got in New Zealand. And okay. I think it might be 10 actually, because I didn't include the Iron Maori, which is. What uh, about the one in Invercargill? It's in Gore, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've got that the on great, the list. Great Gorian, they call it, isn't it? Yeah, I've got that on the list. Um, I don't know if they But in terms of that, going to, to Napier in the North Island, um, I would say the, you know, the, the races that you want to be looking at, you've got Rotorua and Taupo. We have two fantastic yep. uh, half Ironmans, both in December. Both uh, Rotorua is a bit harder. I'd, I'd probably say Rotorua is just a touch more scenic, um, but both big races, the Taupo race does... Um, well, Taupo is the Ironman course. Half the Ironman yeah. race, so that's pretty cool. And the other North Island ones you've got is uh, Tauranga, which is basically a flat, about 800 to 1,000 people, so it's got a really good vibe about it, flat. There is quite a Beautiful bit of drafting. location. Really nice location at Mount Maunganui. Um, and then the other ones you've got in the North Island, you've got the, now you've got the Auckland 70.3, and, uh, and there's a the race in New, New Plymouth that I don't know too much about. Um, and then it just depends whether you want to come down south. And if you were coming south, you know, Wanaka is, is head and shoulders um, by far the best half in, in the South, south Island. Island. What about the Great Gorian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a multi lapper. Is it? Yeah. Have you done the Great Gorian? No. But they, that's, a whole, that's a whole festival day. They have a sprint distance, they have an Olympic distance, they have a half Ironman, they have a, a, a kayak option, and it's all basically going around the same course. So I think you do a 20-kilometre bike Who's lap. the guy down there who's the real icon? Sid. Sid Cumming. Yeah. 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 He always wins it, doesn't he? So North Island, Rotorua, Taupo, um, and Tauranga, or Auckland 70.3, and then South Island, Wanaka. If you're going for scenery, uh, you'd, you'd want to go between Rotorua, Taupo, and, and Wanaka, I'd say. Mm, good times rock and roll John Levinson sent it through us an email just saying love the show listen to episode 350 right now I thought I might you might be interested in a piece uh, you want to tell us about the yep. piece before so it's, email. it's basically so um, he works for he, he's got uh, try247.com oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, a, a, a great website yeah. and uh, and he's just put a bit of a summary up there about the TT triathlon which is going to be on the Isle of Man which is another uh-huh. one of the many many uh, races that the, you guys in the UK have got so he's put up a whole piece he's been over there and, and checked it all out and, and it's done on the same course that the um, the, the Car racing course. Yeah, it? yeah. So I mean, it's. Um, or is it Iron Man motorbike? No, it's motorbike. Sorry, I didn't. I wasn't listening. Is that the one where they die? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, I, I picked up on not listening, so uh, that's better than <laughs> half the time. Um, but yeah, no, that is one where the where all sorts of people die. Guys, there's a there's a documentary which I haven't seen, which is apparently I think it's called Racing the Edge. And I think it may be about this race, and these guys who go there, like someone dies every year almost. I, th- I think you're you're right. 
I don't know if it's every year, but they do have a lot of deaths. Average speed of over 200 kilometers an hour on the motorbike. On a, you know, that's not straight line stuff. That's an, it sounds like an average speed. Well, turning and slowing down. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in finding out a bit more about that one, it sounds pretty. Uh, it sounds pretty cool. Um, so go to try247.com, and I've got a link through to that article. Wow, it's mind blowing. It'd be kind of cool, eh? Imagine, yeah. It would be kind of cool. Because then you could say you race the Isle of Man. People go, on a bike, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just throwing around as well. <laughs> yeah, just a warm up and warm down. Uh, any other questions, Sean? No, that's it. We've got to, we've got to do our Ironman New Zealand finishes, so we'll push through with our oh, okay. coffees of Hawaii sponsor. So, um, I had, actually, I haven't done my list. I was supposed to do my list. Um, never mind. What do you mean your list? Don't worry. Don't From worry. my list.com. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, one, one of the great things we love about coffees of Hawaii, obviously last week I think we talked about teas. They also have uh, coffees, obviously. Um, but one of the other things they like to do is 1% for the planet. Um, as a producer of high-quality coffee, both in Hawaii and Nicaragua, um, we are in tune with and with the mercy of the environment in a big way. Our plantations depend on timely rainfalls and stable growing conditions. Um, basically, the, the guts of what, what I'm getting to here is uh, they are involved in 1% of the planet, um, and for this reason we pay attention to the planet. We protect, we seek change. As a member of the 1% planet, we are a company that is empowered to make changes, and you can make change too. Let us know about programs you want um, to support and we have ideas but are always open to new ones so 1% for the planet.org is, uh, is, is basically their sort of chosen charity and they through that they support surf rider and uh, nature, uh, nature conservatory on Molokai so great to see that the companies supporting the show also have got uh, one eye, more, at least one eye on the environment and uh, looking at it after it. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's nice is that, you know, you kind of get a bit of a reward yourself because mm. when you buy coffees of Hawaii, you kind of go, yeah, I'm, buying, I'm supporting a company. You know, my the money I'm putting to these guys is actually going towards something good as well. So you kind of get that, exactly. that return benefit. And they're celebrating 20 years of Molokai coffee. They've got another special out there. They've got the Purely Hawaiian Festival Roast. It's the 20th anniversary for our 20th year anniversary festival on the 15th and 16th of March. So if you're going over to Kona or going over to Hawaii, check it out, a coffee festival. Oh, nice. Remember all the promo codes. Go imagine how, how, how fast people will be talking at that festival. <laughs> imagine me there. Yeah, I tell you what, for our next Legends interview, we're interviewing Pauli Kuru. In oh, a few yeah, weeks' oh, time, nice. it's all sorted. Nice. Uh, you are going to have to slow down a lot. Yeah, because he made a special point. English is not my first language, and it's not obviously. And I think he'll be even he'll be more out of tune with his English now that he's not doing the whole triathlon circuit. So maybe he just needs to speed up his hearing. Maybe he does. Jeez, he's a member of Parliament. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where's he? Where's he based? Finland. And he's a member of Parliament. Yeah. Don't believe everything he says. In. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, won corner seven times. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> okay. It's, it's it's, so coffee's a white guys. Get on it. Yes. So, we had our first race, really, second race of the year. We, we did do Wanaka, didn't we? we have yeah, there's only, there's only a couple there. Yeah, but we did those. Yes. We did talk about Mora and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about Ironman New Zealand last weekend. We've got a few listeners up and we've got a few people got their name on the website. Now, remember, if you do an Ironman race anywhere in the world, Iron Distance Race it is, anywhere in the world, just go to www.iamtalk.me. One of the drop-down menus says, tell and us about your race. Community. It's got community and then tell us about your race. Great. And then you click on that and you go in and you put your information in. And then the next week on the show, we're going to tell the people what you did 
And we've got the grading system that we created last year. So I'm just putting up the grading system here. It's on the bottom of uh, bottom of the show notes. That's right. And so we uh, have a, a basically there's an hour difference between the girls and guys. So we've got sub nine, sub ten, sub eleven, sub twelve, sub thirteen, or thirteen hour plus, and then the girls are all plus one hour on that. Got that, Bevan? Yes, I did, John. I'm just pulling up the stuff here. Okay, so do you want to start? Are you ready? Uh, no, tell us about what you're going to do today, and I'll be there in about a second. Oh, well, I can start because I'm ready. Okay. I'm onto it. Although this word file is hopeless. Yeah, it's not a word file. It's an uh, Excel file. I know. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> Damn, Microsoft. Oh, well, because it's bigger than my page. How am I going to do this? I'm going to go like that. Uh, uh, oh, it's about time it's you not very good podcasting. Okay, I'm here. Person number one, Tony. Oh, no. What is it? Wait a second, John. What's wrong with you? Mine's perfectly fine. No, because I made the the column too big, and then what's happened? I'm, okay, I'm back, guys. I'm back. Okay. Tony Hodge. Yes. 1408. Iron Man New Zealand. John. 1408. What does that make, Tony? Uh, 1408 for the girls is... Blue Cap. Howie Hammer Hammer. No, she's not sub-14. She's still a Kailua Cruiser. Kailua Cruiser. She gets a white cap. Yeah. Kailua Cruiser. Okay, beautiful. And she did 1408. But John, you was it a PB, yes or no? Yes, it was. Yes. If anybody knows good contacts for um, for swim caps, I've got, I want to get this sorted out. So if anybody knows somebody who does good silicon swim caps, it's easy to use and uh, price is okay um, because ultimately you guys will be paying for them, uh, let me know. Okay, Richard Swan. Richard Swan uh, had one of the fastest run splits of the day. I know that. He ran, I think, 302, 303, yeah, yeah. which by the sounds of it on that course was uh, was pretty pretty, pretty handy. Richard Swan, he is, what's he's a Kona killer. No, he's not. He's an elite animal. You've got to get sub-90 to get Kona killer. Elite animal. He's pretty good silver cap. He did 9.38 and he got 27th overall. Was it a PB, John? No. Not this time, but that's no. okay. Still pretty good run. He got a Conus roll-down slot, though. Did he? Yeah. Nice. He's a big party animal in the after party, yeah. isn't he? Marcus uh, Dawes. Angry Shark. Angry Shark. That's the I'm talking about. New Zealand. 11 hours 13. That makes him a... Kuakini Crusher. Kuakini Crusher. And it was a PB as well. Love your work, Nadine Voice. She is flower power. I'm in New Zealand at 12.20. What does that make her, John? 1220 makes her a Kuakini Crusher. You're a Kuakini Crusher as well. She got a PB as well, John. Nice. Vaughn um, Hunt. Vaughn. Yep. He did He did 13 at 14. That makes him a... Uh, where's that one? 13, uh, 14 for guys. He's a Kailua cru- Cruiser. No, he's not. He's, he's a Howie Hammer. Hammer. No, he's not because it's got to be sub 13. He did 13, 14. No, he's a guy. Yeah, it's 13, 14 is not sub 13. Oh, sorry. I'm still, okay, I'm, I'm, learning. I'm learning. learning. Yes, it's PB. James Bell, yep. he, he was one of the winners of one of our earthquake auctions that we did. Oh, did he? 10 hours, 57, 57. Was that a PB, Bevan? No, but no. still sub 11, you've got to be happy with that. And he was a oh, Polini Predator? Pa- yep. Palani Predator. Palani Predator, sorry. Uh, Chris Craig. Oh, yeah, we know her. Yes, Age group of the week. Yes. She did a 15-17, and she also got a PB, and that makes her a Kalua. Cruiser. Cruiser, good. Zania Morrison. Nice, she got on the website. 12-10. Nice. PB. She's a Harvey Hammer. Beautiful. And then we have Pam Morris. 
I'm in New Zealand. She did 20, I mean 12, 25, not a PB, still good day at the office. And she is a? Kuakini Crusher. Actually, Zani is a Kuakini Crusher as well. Nice. Phil Kedler, he did 12.08 for a PB. John makes him a? Harvey Hammer. Mountain Snail. John the Hancock Mountain Snail. He did I'm in New Zealand. He did 12.03.44. Didn't quite get into his sub-12. Yeah. So he's, he's, I think he's probably been sub-12. So yeah. he, may, he may well have a, uh, a Kuakini Crusher swim cap available to he, him. He wasn't a PB that day, but still, I think he had a bit of a tough day at the office, but it's all good he got there. Greg Williamson, um, he did I'm in New Zealand 13.05.39, and it was a PB. John, what does that make him? A Kailua Crozer. Nice. Kevin Hunt, he did 12.57, got under the sub-13 for the PB. Nice. That means he's a Harvey Hammer by three minutes. Nice. Love your work. And then we say Taja. Has yep. it in Jack? In Jack, yep. I'm in New Zealand, 13.46 in a PB time. Yes. Harvey Hammer. Nice. Hammer. Pr- proudest moment. Running the last lap where most people walked when the body was in the deep hurt zone. Love your work. Where'd you get that from? Well, you got a little bit. Tell us about your race. Vaughan Hunt, he's got, um, oh, he's got quite a bit here. The finishing shoot was the sweetest thing that I'd ever seen. Yep. I can't see that. First full distance try. This is what Marcus column are you looking at? He's got realising the long time dream. You've got the, the column C, John. Tell us about your iron distance race. Not many people fill it in. Ah. But if you do, we give you a bit more love. There you go. I don't so, think you're supposed to fill it. I think I made that. Uh, anyway. What'd you have it there? Yeah, you had to have something there. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's all good. All good in the hood. So those are our this week's IMN Talks listeners. IM Talks listeners. Did I talk about the roll down at all? Yeah, you did. How fifty six or something? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sponsors, coffeesofwhy Do you know what, you guys? Get it. Athlinks.com. Oh, tell it. And extreme endurance. Feel it, John. Yeah. Oh, guys, if you want to email us, you go to www.imtalk. Oh no, you don't. You say imtalkpodcast at gmail.com. That uh, comes through to us. And once again, I'll have a web form that you can add your information to. So we will send you a show by email each week, John. Yes. What have you been doing? Painting my house. Oh, really? That's exciting. I had a big weekend painting my house. Did you get it done? Yeah, I did. Because in New Zealand, uh, well, no, in Christchurch specifically, um, lots of people are getting the houses all fixed up and what have you from from earthquake damage, and we had our house fixed up, and we had to to get some boards on the outside that had cracked um, fixed up as well, and we decided we want to change the colour of the house. So they paint the areas which they fix anything so yep. we managed to get half of our house painted for free which meant there was still rough so half of it was house. pink and half of it was blue no half half <laughs> went from uh disgusting bright green yeah. to we painted it sort that of was a, that's what it was previously yeah, until we've painted it uh i can't remember the name of the color but it's sort of a creamy creamy white it's a big decision isn't it yeah, Blender makes those ones. Yeah, I got big. my mum to choose mine, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and so then I had to paint, you know, basically half the house. Women are like that, eh? Women are good like that. Yeah, I just leave her in charge of that. My mum, or Aunt Joe, just makes the house look good. I need, anybody, any listeners in Christchurch, I need a plumber. We're going to be doing some big renovations to our house. Oh, what like are you going to do? Major, basically flipping the house around. Um, what do you mean? You're going to turn it on so the roof's on the bottom? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new way of living. O- <laughs> open air. It's a big face. Yeah, open air living. Uh, we're basically moving our living space from upstairs to downstairs. The bedrooms be up and down, sort of thing. So it's going to oh, be a pleasure. It's all about um, sun flow. We want some out indoor outdoor flow going on. Yeah. So you want to have the pool, so the lounges. So, yeah. 
Oh, that's a big job. That's going to cost a lot of money. Yes. What, but I'm, I'm counting that? up all the different because we. we what is buy a new house? It still wouldn't work. We love where we live. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to get what we want. It's still going to cost us a lot of money. The market's gone up like crazy in Christchurch. Yeah. So we wouldn't be able to get what we want. It'd be cheaper to do what we want than to come buy a new house. What about Brett? Sorry. You know, plumber. Yeah, no, but I want to get to deals. Oh, you want to train someone? <laughs> I'm getting all these deals. I've got, I've got things lined up all over the place. So wait a second. So if you go to John, John's got this kind of it's two split, story, split, but it's split, a, a split level. Split level. So you kind of walk in the way, you go to the front door, and to the right side's all the bedrooms. Yeah. And it's what three bedroom? Yep. Three bedroom bathroom. Yep. Do you have an ensuite? No. Okay, so there's bathroom, three bedrooms to the right, and then you step up, kind of. A half, a half, half, a half story. Yep. And, on, and John's office down the end there. The yeah. office is staying where it is. Nicely located. Yeah, office is a good spot. Away from the family, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nicely located. <Yeah. laughs> and then he's got a garage under his lounge. Yeah, so nice big lounge. Big, big double garage. Basically, if you think of a double garage, it's kind of the size of the lounge, really, yep. isn't it? And yep. there's a conservatory as well. Yep. Yep. And then there's a kind of kitchen, kitchen mm. on that same level. So, so, so what you're looking at doing is... Dropping out all the bedrooms. Yep, they'll go upstairs. Well, where the kitchen go? Kitchen will go downstairs. Oh man, this is Everything. a massive job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what made uh, you want to do this? Uh, we wanted. To, we were going to do a new kitchen, and we thought, and then yeah, we were thinking about a new kitchen, weren't you? Yeah, we're thinking, well, we'd actually rather be downstairs. You'll be so. dropping at least a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> you have won lot. He's won lotto. This team. is why I'm pissed He's off. He's won lotto. He is. My He's list got a was blender, gonna- five hundred dollar blender. He's got a $4,000 light on his bike. Yeah. You want not and you just don't want to give me any. That's what it is. Is that my list deal I was banking on? I'm going to have to go back to Blinn and now you've been bad-mouthing them and, yeah. and it's all over. Um, wow, so when do you hope to get this done? Wow, we're just looking into it. We've got to go see the bank first. Because <laughs> that's a massive job. Yeah, no, it is. It's, so it's how massive. would you do it? So then, so all the bedrooms would be gone? Yeah. And the bathroom would be where? Downstairs, upstairs? We'd have two. We'd have a bathroom upstairs so and a toilet, toilet downstairs. Okay, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I, I basically, I've got a lot of the trades sorted out. My brother-in-law's a builder. I've got the fillinators, my engineer. Um, yeah. He did uh, some work for us. Yeah, I've got uh, a Sparky who's up the hill, whose kids are involved in our triathlon program. And uh, so I need uh, a kitchen supplies <laughs> and uh, and a plumber. If I can get that in, it's going to help start bringing the cost down a bit. And obviously, if you're a plumber, you you hear what he's saying here. It's contra. It's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap. You are going to be going so fast in your races if it's you come right. and do my plumbing. It's right. I'll even let you do a little wind trainer in the middle of the day. You can set it up in the in the garage while you have a little You'll break. Have like a new house. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. you have to do carpet and everything. Well, well, you're going to knock down going to be all compromises. Uh, this is this is getting boring for the listeners. I don't know. I'm pretty fascinated by it. I just, yeah. I just can't believe you're going to undertake such a big job. It's a big job. Wow, there you go. I only live once, Bevan. What else have you been up to? Uh, so painting, and then I'm looking forward to my 10k tonight. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive about my 10k. I'm going to meet you get an F link straight away afterwards. Yes, I'll, I'll make sure I do that. Yeah. Just need to. I just want to go faster than last year. That's my goal. 30, 34. I think it was 34.41. I think last year. If I go anything quicker than that, because I've been doing bugger all running. I've been running once a week, plus um, some just commute, you know, buggy running. I'll be happy with anything under that. It's looking nice out there at the moment. I hope the wind doesn't pick up. Is it meant to? No, uh, I think so, a little bit. Mm. Bevan, what's happening in your world? What's been happening in my world, John? Not much, really. I've been just ticking over. It's pretty mm. exciting, ticking yeah, over. Yeah. been home. Mm. It's nice to be home, John. I like home. Good, good. Yeah, play my piano. And you've injured yourself. Oh, I pulled a, pulled a flexor. Oh, no. I know. That was convenient. Well, you know what the sad thing about it was? It's all in your head. Maybe it is, but... 
I was running, I was, I was ahead through a, uh, a pace session the other night. So I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I'll run to the bottom. The only problem when you live on a hill is you have to go run up the hill mm-hmm. or down the mm-hmm. hill in your sessions, which kind of is a bit of a pain in the butt. But so I kind of thought, well, I'll plod to the bottom of the hill and then I'll start my head through uh, maybe 20 on, five off, 20 on, so kind of thing. So I, I, I went up my driveway, mm-hmm. ran past the cup, which is probably 50 meters up the road, mm-hmm. and I pulled it there. <laughs> Like I didn't even do anything. And I was like, oh, and I was just a bit tweaky. I was like, oh, that's a bit tweaky. And yeah. then another 100 metres, I couldn't even put any weight on it. Oh, no. I oh, know. So I haven't ran in a week. You're doing a, we're checking out somebody in the in the, uh, in the the cafe. I You're was checking out myself. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The old full-length technique check. Always checking out my technique, mate. Yeah. Um, what else been happening? Um, barbecue on Saturday night. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Did a pretty good job on the barbecue. Nice. Joe gave me the look because it wasn't clean. Do you clean your barbecue after every use? No, but I should do. Yeah, I did this time because I knew I wouldn't want to get the look again. Mm, I regularly get reminded of that. Yeah, because because yeah, she wasn't happy about that. Mm. It's okay. I, I, I delivered in the end. Mm. We've got some barbecue spray. Shh. All right. That cleans it. Yeah. It's quite good. Nice. Makes it easy. Um, not much really, John. Oh, no, nothing that exciting. Pretty pumped for Ironman New Zealand next year, I've got to say. One year now to go. Pretty pumped. You have to buy, when are you going to buy your entry? I'll get those things sorted out. When it's, I think it's opening in the next week or two. <laughs> He's uh, trying to get a free one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Project 2014, last week, is my first sort of week of uh, upping the ante a little bit on the biking thing, doing quite a bit of cadence work in there with different power levels. So, so you're so, trying to train your cadence? Yeah, well, there's, there's just quite a bit going on there. So, it's, um, so what's the objective? Uh improve my pedaling efficiency for one thing so like last week I was doing some very high cadence work you know and we're talking uh, well for me it is you know trying to do uh, 130 140 sort of stuff oh, yeah, um, from time to time and uh, it was pretty challenging and John, uh, the question I have mm-hmm. if you're trying to feel improve the feel does increasing your cadence help that well it's about pedaling efficiency yeah uh, like I understand that but mm-hmm. Going faster, I find it harder to have efficiency. Yeah, but that's the thing. You've got to like um, you've got to spend time doing it. If you, the first couple of times I'm doing it, you know, you're hopeless. Um, but over time, I will get better. And I'm going to get Craig on to talk about this in more detail because he's he's set in the the bike program and he'll be able to talk exactly through it. The new there's a new power cranks coming out. I think they might be out. Now. Ro- the ro- one. Rotor crank ones, um, which will actually be able to measure your. Um, pedaling efficiency a lot better. And when that comes out, Craig's pretty excited. So you are. Mm. Yep, so it's all good in the hood. I think I went 11 and a half hours last week training. Pretty happy with that. 11 and a half hours? Yep, about where I'm sort of pitching at the moment. Rounds to Are you going to do an off-season time. marathon? No, You're just it's all time. about the bike. Off-season, the winter is basically between here and November is all about trying to become a better cyclist. There's not going to be massive volume in there, but it's all about becoming a better race? cyclist. Uh, well, I'll be doing a bike race. Yeah. Well, it'll just depend if it fits in with the family. Bike racing is, is really inconvenient. It really is, isn't it? It's the really only problem because they do the middle of the day on a set day. Yeah. And it'll take your whole afternoon. Yeah. So I think I'll probably be doing lots of time trialling. One of my mates is really good in cycling and it's causing a few issues. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know why he's getting a bit sick of cycling. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Um, and did a 1K swim time trial the other day? Okay, wait a second. Let me guess. So wait yeah. a second. 1K. Mm-hmm. And and you swim what you probably do about 50, you, 51 in an Ironman. Can you do 51 in an Ironman? Uh, well, I can do 49, but I'd say next year I'll be in the 50 to 50. I reckon I'll be, I'll be happy with 51 next year. So for 1K, I'm thinking about 14, 30. 13, 30? Oh, really? 30, yeah. 34. <laughs> I was, was okay. I was hoping for a little bit quicker, but 
that was okay. It's averaging 121.4 per 100. That's pretty good. So 120s would have been nice, but I, I, yeah. The whole time we've been talking, I've been trying to think about what's been happening in my life. Yeah. Nothing's been happening, John. That's all right. I did an exam yesterday. Yeah. For my piano. Mm-hmm. I got... Gold star? 85%. Nice. I wasn't ready for the exam. And then they go, now you got your exam. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And, uh, but I passed. So it's nice. pretty good. Yeah. That's about my life. Righty ho. Next week, we have got Brett Sutton coming on. It's an hour long interview. So uh, we'll probably break that up and do bugger all work. Yep. He's going to say hello. <laughs> Here's Brett. Goodbye. <laughs> hey guys, that's this week's show. Oh, and hopefully, by this time next week, I'll have done something with my life. Yes. And if you want to get the show emailed to you, we'll have that on imtalk.me. And if you haven't checked out King Glar, mm-hmm. check, 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 check it out. Check it out. And there's still, and, 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 Tri suit is still up there. The blue seventy uh, tri suit on legendsoftriathlon.com. It hasn't even gone yet. I don't think. It's cheap as yeah. guys. Cheap as bro. So support the show. Support blue. What's 70. your favourite Kiwi saying? She'll be right. She'll be. That's Australian, isn't it? I think Australian will claim that. She'll be right, mate. Okay. Oh, they claim everything Kiwi. Nah, choice as bro. That's ours. Choice as bro. Hey, bro. Sweet as. Sweet as. Sweet as. Yeah, that's a Kiwi thing. That's a Kiwi one. Yep. Yep. Iron Russ. I'm in it. That's my favourite saying, our saying. Oh, of course. Iron Man Russ. Iron Rusts. (laughs) Iron Man is rusting cool to Sutter. It's all dead. Iron Russ. I'm in it. Train hard. Train smart. Kia Kaha. Oh, Kia Kaha's a good one. It is. Choice as bro. Bro. Here you go, bro. Here we go. Carry on.